Holly Jolly Hotline League is here. It's episode 59. Happy holidays, everyone. We are recapping. This is a special this is a special episode because we're all going to be drinking. All right. If you are are interested in joining and it's legally available on your area, feel free to, to join us on this episode uh, as you listen. And, and if you're listening to the VOD or whatever, uh, and again, if it's legal, go crack open a cold one. Sit down and take a look as we go through this year's best moments and, and your calls and all that stuff. Uh want to give a shout out really quickly at the top, top of the show to our sponsor. As always, very nice of Alienware to be sponsoring this Holly Jolly Hotline League episode. Want to uh, go ahead and introduce my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. He's got a new new camera set up, which makes him look a little weird. How's it going, Mark? Going great. Uh you know, I blame myself. I left my actual camera at offline TV yesterday, so I had to steal Josh's, which is very old and bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I apologize. But I got a great new setup. Got the new Alienware monstrosity. It's so big. It's like 17 inches. It's pretty awesome. Uh, other than that, things are going well. Uh, I'm drinking eggnog with rum in it. Nice. It's yeah, I was going to ask you what you're drinking. Good. Yep. What, what, did you say what you're drinking? I, I've not. We're gonna. I'm gonna get to that in a second. But next up, want to throw down to Kelby May, who's making his triumphant return to the show. How's it going, Kelby? We're gonna talk to you about some of your news in a little bit. But how you been lately? I've been great. Yeah. We were at Palm Springs hanging out. That was lots of fun. Went in the pool a bunch. Yeah, not as uh, much as me though. N- yeah, I said we. Oh, okay, I thought you said went yeah. in the pool. Oh yeah. Well, I yeah. I I didn't go as much as you. Correct. Uh, got insight into actually some new forms of medicine, um, which was uh, sorry that was an inside joke for me and Travis. I understand that. That's gonna sound very sketchy, but it's just gonna sound like you got into Eastern medicine, like acupuncture. Yes, let's go with that. Yeah. Um. And uh. And yeah, been been really busy with with work with work stuff, but uh, no, it's been uh, it's been fun. Very good. And what are you drinking? Uh, this. Is vodka? Okay, <laughs> just a cup of vodka. Well, it's a, it's like a, it's probably like three shots, maybe four. But yeah, I didn't have any mixers. How do you not have a single mixer for vodka? So just, it mixes with like mm, juice. I don't have soda. any juice. I don't have any soda, and I don't like to mix things with Monster. Monster is a beverage that should be enjoyed purely on its own because it's so good. It doesn't need anything else. So you, you can just have like, a glass of vodka. You can make a. Well, do, you have, do you have milk? Because you make like a super ghetto no, white Russian. milk. It's like a super ghetto white Russian. I don't, I don't have milk. What the hell? What do you drink other than. than I drink water. Monster. I drink water and monster. That is that is exclusively <laughs> the list of beverages that I consume. Well, I'll, I'm looking forward to your funeral in 10 you, years. You don't have anything left over from the. Because Kelby has a. What's your, your Kelby drink? Oh, the Kelby cocktail? Yeah. You mean uh, Coke, Fireball. And a little bit of grenadine. Yeah, you don't have any of that? I don't have any Coke. I have Fireball, but... Wouldn't it be better to be drinking or sipping Fireball than just straight vodka? Probably, but, you know... Yeah, if you're a wimp, Travis. Yeah, Brittany... if I was a, a wimp. Brittany's in the chat, and she says you have milk. Fucking Brittany. <laughs> a white Russian for a Christmas episode would be pretty fitting, Kelby. I didn't buy the milk, all right? All right. I, was, I didn't know. I'm drinking... 
Uh, new Belgian fat tire, uh, but this is a Belgian white, and that's what I'm drinking on this episode. Uh, so you guys had another one of those like little little bro weekends that you didn't invite me to? Yes, but re- really yeah. quickly, to I want to say... You weren't invited. Whoever's in chat, <laughs> and you're drinking something, say something in the chat. So Say, say what you're drinking, because shout out what you're drinking. We're, we shouted out what we're drinking. Um, new Belgian, so yeah, that- not New Belgian. Why, why am I never invited to these little bro weekends, huh? Am I just not not cool enough? Kelby? Boy, this is an... Whoa, I was going to throw to you. I'm not his constant co-host, Travis. Why don't you... Who's, Actually, who's, who's making, I was who's say making the invite list here, huh? Who's making these Well, to be clear, lists? we were there for like five days. We went, went there on Thursday yeah. and came back on Tuesday. And, and no Mark, allowed to you could have never left offline for that long. Like those, you can't, you those can't kids would have... Two or three days... They wouldn't have survived. Everyone was there for all five days. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. A lot of people drinking non-alcoholic drinks in the chat. You know what? That's that's fine. Brianne says she's not invited. The funny thing about Brianne is that I've been trying to go to Palm Springs with Rachel and Brianne for like a year now. And they just, they're always like, oh, we're too busy running our business. You know, I'm running a business too. I made time for it. Of which no one depends on you. No one depends on you. That's not true. What would what would Broden be without Travis? Just a lost little artistic. A free puppy. bird working on things with actual creative value. No, he'd be he'd be making like he'd be making fucking rap videos for SoundCloud yeah. rappers, dude. No. Yeah. Listen, yeah. this is actually a true story, and since we'll kick it off this the episode with this, um. When Mar- when we were trying to hire Broden, he was in. This is a true story. He was in the uh, Pacific, uh, the South Pacific, Thailand, in Thailand and other places, and he was in brothels. This is actually a true story. And he's like, "We're like, hey, we need you to fill out this form, and we need you to uh, talk to the executive producer." Uh, who's gonna like for the sports at Yahoo? Who's gonna help onboard you? And he's like, okay, well here's here's my schedule. I'm at this brothel this day and this brothel this day, and then at this night we go to this brothel. Can so... you at least give give the context for why he's in brothels? It's not like he was just like sightseeing. Don't drop the spot. You only make it worse. Isn't this your job? We're gonna talk about that in a second. But uh, he was he was filming a documentary Ooh. on um, the brothels. Six- on brothels, yeah, basically, <laughs> and uh, and so he was in in all these brothels or whatever. It was kind of an interesting situation. We uh, and that's how I found Broden. Um, we had to literally pull you, him you out guys, of brothels. You guys cross paths. You cross paths in a brothel. And he found you had similar interests. Yeah, I like how somebody in the chat says Broden got game. People who go to brothels, they don't. They got money. Um, the point is, maybe he gets a a lower rate because he's so attractive. Kelby. I'm Travis just saying, he's an attractive fella. Kelby, Travis do you want to talk about... Travis $100. Well, finally <laughs> on this episode, everyone, <laughs> yeah. for months and months and months, we've all been wondering what Kelby's new job is. I mean, I've known, but... It's so smart. But, but all of you have been wondering what <laughs> Kelby's new job is. It's welfare! Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Brittany, his wife, found is a really great uh, loophole in independently wealthy, <laughs> and he married her, and now he's good. No. Kelby, you want to talk about what you're doing? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm a. Uh, I work for a company called Loaded, 
which is like a part of a large organization called PopDog that just announced their Series A today. Uh, Series A is, um, fuck, I was going to make some joke that's completely unrelated to VC, but nothing came to the top of my head. It's, it's the first round of funding that we got, and uh, I do sponsorship sales for influencers. Uh, so people that stream on Twitch. Well, this I, you're, you're, the way you've described this, it's like the biggest letdown of all these months. There's no, all dude, this buildup. You do actually hyped. a really cool thing, and you're about. like, well... No, you're not you doing a good job of pitching the company right now. Yeah. And that, as you can tell, I'm in sales. I'm, I get people excited about things. But yeah, no, that, uh, that's, that's what I do. Can you give examples um, so of what I've, you've been doing over the past couple of months? Yes. So uh, taking up extra time on the TwitchCon stage while I was trying to set up. I work, cool one. I, work, uh, I work with Ninja on his Samsung account and his Red Bull account. I work with Dr. Disrespect on his Gillette account. I work with Tim the Tatman on Razor and Doc on Razor. Uh, I work with a bunch of influencers on Corsair. Um, yeah, we just, uh, I'm just uh, working with a lot of these people that are represented by Loaded and uh, helping usher brands into the space, think of cool things to do with them. And, uh, you know, trying to, trying to build up the industry, essentially. Um, yeah, you work with all those guys, but you can't get us a tidy cap sponsorship. It's kind of kind of sad. It's kind of a black yeah. mark on your career. Um, it's it's weird. Like you know, like when so when you're doing sales generally, what people care about uh, is like reach or impressions. And so when I'm talking about Hotline League to a sponsor, they have one of those questions that comes along that I generally. Um, have a hard time. Kelby, answering can you talk about is there, where is there anything is cool coming up with Ninja? Uh, yeah, so there's the New Year's Eve event uh, that's happening where he's going to be streaming in Times Square from 4 p.m. to 4 a.m. Eastern. Uh, he's got like a studio set up right in downtown Times Square that's literally overlooking like exactly where the ball drops in the middle of Times Square. So he's going to be set up there. Uh, Epic and Red Bull are supporting. There's going to be a bunch of cool stuff that's going on. There's going to be surprise guests that come by that he'll be streaming with and a bunch of announcements. Um, things certainly that I'm, I'm not going to spoil, but uh, yeah, it's 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 kind of like Tyler had this idea where I feel like New Year's is kind of like a natural holiday for gamers, but there's nothing that's ever really like catered towards us, right? Uh, it, it's one of those things where like I don't know, like me and him were talking about. It. It's like you know you stay up with your friends and it's an excuse to like stay up late and play video games when you're younger, right? And your parents don't care because it's New Year's. Everybody stays up late. Uh, but now this is like he saw the opportunity with these guys to do an event like specifically catered to where people can like tune in and win a bunch of shit and have a good time. And so, yeah, he's going to be doing this big, like really insanely produced event that's I think is going to be really, really fun. Um, and I've been point of I've been, I, I guess, the the lead point of contact from from Tyler side and helping, you know, orchestrate this whole thing with Epic and Red Bull, who have been like super Sick partners. One of the really nice things about working with a brand like Red Bull is like probably a lot of people know is you have like crazy ideas and you go to them and they're like, yeah, we, we dropped a man from like, you know, the stratosphere to earth and like they like the bigger and the crazier ideas and they're really enabling of doing stuff like that. So uh, they're like a super good partner in that regard. And like, yeah, Epic is 
they're badasses. They're 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 balling as all hell. So, Kelby, do you know any like sponsors in the scene who really try and go the opposite route? Like the closer you are to bed, the more interested they are in sponsoring you. Because I spend upwards of sixteen to twenty four hours a day within arm's reach of my bed. Does anyone yeah. like see that as like the lifestyle they're trying to you know build around? Any, any like one come to mind that I should start talking to? No, but you know I've really <laughs> never gotten this sort of like interest from an influencer before where they've said like i re i really want this kind of partner and now if, if ever if it ever comes across my desk mark certainly i will have you at top of mind for sleep mattress you know yeah i, I don't know i don't know what else is coming blackout shades that. uh <laughs> yeah, yeah something like that so a sleep mask yeah. um all right cool so you are now so you're at loaded part of all, all uh the above top uh pop talk thing um, I think for disclosure reasons, I need to discuss this, as I always try to be pretty... No, you don't. So I'm Kelby works for me now. This is actually... It's, the worst, of... it's the worst and most true news. Yeah. I like how, how Travis just like, snuck life. his way in there. Yeah. Well, so um, so for, for full disclosure, uh, especially since the announcement came out today and all that stuff, so uh, previously I was working with a guy um, and some friends over at Catalyst, um, they're the company that, uh, did the CLG Madison Square Garden deal and the Golden State Warriors deal, uh, to get Golden Guardians into LCS. Um, they just did backend stuff. So it's not like I was part of, you know, it's not like I was working with GSW or anything like that. They were just an advisory company. And so because they were friends with me, they were helping out with some of my deals. So like when Alienware hit me up, they helped me figure out what that deal looks like and, and uh, some of the other stuff, the the Mastercard stuff. Anyway, Catalyst as part of this has now been acquired by PopDog, uh, so that means that I am now, uh, you know, Loaded helps me with some of my deals, and thus I am a client of Kelby's, and he Ninja. has to treat me with Dr. respect. Doctor Disrespect, Travis Gaffer. Yeah, exactly. It's me, Ninja, and Doctor Disrespect. Really, we're leading the influencer charge, and if you ask Kelby, that's where he. Those are the three names he spends most of his time on. Yeah. Uh, doing sales so yeah it's pretty cool people ring me up and they're like so we want to hear about Trav, but we also really need to know about travis gafford yeah exactly let's let's get into some calls <laughs> okay so uh, we had some fun uh just chatting in the beginning of the show hopefully you guys are enjoying our kind of like more laid-back approach to this episode but um we want to talk i need to talk to you guys a little bit about how the show's going to be. So it's our last show of the year. It's 2018. Obviously not much has happened in the past week, but I think uh, these are always kind of fun shows because we get to kind of look back and think about so, some of the big moments are reflect on the year. Think about 2018. You know, this was the first year of franchising. Uh, there's like a ton of riot drama that happened this year. Um, we saw some really cool sponsorships come in. Uh, this is my first year being a fully independent uh mark is you know he was really grouchy this year that was kind of similar to last year but you know he's got that going for him uh kelby's got this whole thing so um i think it's just a good episode to kind of have you guys call in we're just going to do open mics on like the things that you enjoyed about 2018 the things you you disliked um you know we're not going to do too many like 2019 things because we'll talk about that after the new year but uh let's just look back and think about some of like the fun moments your favorite moments things that you thought were cool things that were weird anything you want uh, Mark, do you want to talk about how the call su uh, system works? 
Yeah, so you guys have probably seen the show before, but if you haven't, right now in Discord, I am spamming the link to join the one that we use for this show. Uh, when you get here, you need to join Pleb Calls or Pleb Calls to Voice Channel, and you can kind of mute yourself once you're in there. Uh, and then in the Pleb Topics and Subtopics text channels just above those, uh, you're going to want to go and type in whatever it is that your take is, uh, and in this instance, something you want to talk about from the 2018 year. Uh, make sure you've joined one of those voice channels because I can't drag you down into the waiting room unless you're in there. Uh, and if I like your topic, I will drag you down to that area. And then if you just sit around there until it's your turn, I'll hop in there, do a quick mic check with you, make sure everything's good to go before I take you on air. And we talk about whatever it is you decided you want to talk about. And if you are a sub, uh, feel free to throw your sub topic or your topic into the subtopics chat. It moves a little slower, so it's a little easier for us to grab people out, so it gives you a, a bit of an advantage, but there's no guarantee you're going to end up on the show. Um, but also, I am down several hundred subs because I haven't streamed as much in the past couple of weeks, so if you want a sub, that would be great. Um, <laughs> either way, if you are a sub, feel free to put that in the Subtopics channel. Uh, as calls are lining up and as we're getting people into the waiting room, uh, while Mark's doing that, I want to give a couple shout-outs, speaking of subs, to... Some people who have uh, subbed recently. Thank you to uh, Benjamin, Dr. Manhattan, uh, Brittany Luhu, uh, Super Spender for the Bits, Morta Ha for the three months, Ruby C for Tier 1, Surge2009, who sent uh, 200 bits, but I think that's a charity. Either way, thank you. ZG Astro, Meddling Kids, uh, nine months, Months Delicious, seven, Otter Party Surge, Ribbon Chew for eight, Stage C4635, Putsipu, and Scorpius. Let's grab our first caller. I don't know if Mark, you uh, you want to grant up? Yeah, go on. <clears throat> Kelby looks so cool. Yeah, this is interesting. Most of the time, people are screaming about how Kelby is wearing sunglasses in the house because it's part of the aesthetic of the show, and they don't get it. But I think that's good. I'm done looking cool. How do you say your name, Mortaria? Mortaria. How do you say it? Uh, I see Donsis as. How do you say your name? I see Donsis. <laughs> Donchich. Donchich. I, I was I see Don you... before. Yeah. Come on, dude. You've seen European things. It's always a ch sound when there's shit over the sea. Is he yeah, European? It's no, a. It <laughs> it's an NBA player. His it's name phonetics. Is Donchich yeah. is an NBA. Donchich. Donchich. A C with shit over it is a ch sound. <laughs> I see Donchich. Donchich. There we go. The second God. one is better. <laughs> Donchich. Uh, where, where are you? Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Illinois. Illinois. Okay, very cool. Yeah. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Sorry, can I interject real quick? Are yeah. you a Mavericks fan? Uh, I'm just a Luka Donchich fan. Okay. So, yeah. Continue. Uh, okay. So, I want to talk about how a salary crap is um, kind of necessary for the health of the league, but will never happen because of the way international play works in League of Legends. Um, and how you look at teams like Team Liquid, who just has so much more money than any other team, it's impossible for any other team unless they get like crazy um, backing from large figures to uh, actually compete in the NALCS. Okay. So, but wait, what about international play? So, like, the money in different regions is, is like, wildly different. Like, Korea has a lot less money than China, or NA, NA, EU has less money. 
So if you add a salary cap, uh, like if you add a salary cap in like one of the regions and not all the regions, um, then that one region is going to be weaker because they mm. can't create super teams like we have in Team Liquid. I uh, um, oh, go ahead, Mark. Well, I guess I'm I'm kind of going backwards to that point first. I'm not sure I agree. It's one of those things where like the capitalist in me is like, well, each scene should just worry about itself. And so like, to your point, like, yes, a global salary cap shouldn't exist. If NA wants to make a salary cap to make their scene more healthy because this VC money you argue is unsustainable and they need to protect them from themselves, then even if, you know, other scenes can't compete with what we deem our salary cap to be, it's still better for us to protect ourselves, you would say. So I think in that sense, uh, it's it's best if each market does what is best for it. Um, in that sense, so I'm not I'm not quite sure I agree on the international point. I wish that I wish that Hunter was on the show right now just for this moment because I know that we've talked about salary cap stuff before, and not for the reason sorry not for the reason that you gave, but I think there's a bunch of like regulatory and legal issues that make salary capping the NALCS like incredibly difficult. I yes. can't speak to what they are. But... No, so I mean, it's basically you can't. There's you can't. It's wage fixing. So like if you you look, go back and look, there was a scandal a couple of years ago in the tech world, and there have been in other places where uh, you know competing companies, which you would say that all the NALCS teams are, they all agree to like fix the the salaries of of players or sorry of of employees that's uh that's illegal uh because they don't want you to be able to just like walk in and be like okay you know everybody you know and we'll agree to pay everybody you know x number of dollars and nothing more it's it's not right so uh the only way that these uh that unions work is whenever you actually or sorry that um the salary Sports caps leagues? work is whenever the teams and the players agree to what the salary cap is because then the uh, players are in on it. And so it's not, it's like an agreed upon thing rather than just like a collusion. Yeah. And I guess to his point, you know, it's not that far out of the realm of possibility where like the players should have a players association <laughs> and then they can. Mark, you're fucking funny, dude. I didn't know we were doing jokes this episode. <laughs> players organizing for their own interests come on mark let's be real that's not happening anytime soon that would require players to do something other than play the video game which they hate to do even if it's in their own best interest you know this come on yeah yeah yeah, zero percent chance it's zero percent chance but like in terms of like a you know, if they re like not they, but like if a group cared and put their mind to it, I actually don't think it's that far away. But it just sucks that the group in this instance is gamers. Yeah, <laughs> uh, professional gamers, specifically, but like, yeah, pro players. Yeah, specifically pro players. So like, I think you know, it's not that far out of the realm of possibility that like it's, it shouldn't be discussed. But it's also like Kelby saying, like I think all of us are very skeptical skeptical about it happening yeah. though i do agree with the premise that like it would be really good for the scene i think to um you know just for long-term health benefits of the league yeah i do agree so, with the idea though that if you are that it would i i think it'd be really bad if nalcs salary capped and other regions didn't have some sort of stipulation or at least you'd have to like figure out what the the salary options are for other regions and 
you know, like what what could other regions pay and not try to cap? Yeah, but it's. I don't think it's that crazy. Like in sports, they have all these like crazy exceptions. The mid-level exception, this fucking like bird, bird rights. There's all these like little extra rules you throw in there. And so it wouldn't be hard to say this is the import exception, which, you know, you can go two times the salary cap limit for, but it only counts as the salary cap price. That way you can go out and and actually bid against the open. Like you can create these kinds of exceptions. So I I don't think the international market is, is that big of a, a problem. Yeah. Very good. Well, hey, so, uh, think. Oh, Doncic, do you have any other I just, thoughts? I just wanted to add another thing. So, do you think like another reason there wouldn't be is just because like the most paid players are like kind of overpaid because of the VC money, and that if we had a salary cap and like try to have a healthier system, it, they would take a large pay cut. How are and you defining kind of being overpaid? Well, because like. What constitutes somebody uh, being overplayed? Well, I don't, I don't think it's economy. overpaid, but more so. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just curious how yeah, you're defining it. I think they're getting paid a lot more than they would if there was a salary cap. Like if there was, uh, you know, or uh, yeah, a salary cap. That's pretty much what I'm saying. <clears throat> like pretty much all the um, top top teams, like top three or four teams probably are paying large amounts of money to their players. That if there's a salary cap, their pay cuts would be huge. Yeah, and I think that would like add to a reason of why a salary cap would never happen. Well, it just depends. I mean, if you if you cap them at the current rates, then or at their current salaries, like if you said, okay, the highest paid person is making one point two mil a year, and you cap it at that, then you know people aren't going <laughs> to lose their money. Maybe not so odd. Uh, yeah, I think. That's a tough conversation to have. I mean, one of the things that I think can help in, at times is like the, the like the bottom and like middle class level of players who stand to gain ideally from something like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in a situation like this, you know, you're in some sense kind of redistributing the wealth through this model where like the salary cap isn't just a team imp- imposed thing, you know, where like teams can't spend more than – three million on on their their team but also the highest paid player can't get more than a million so that guy who's getting 1.2 um you know the point two isn't like it disappears it should get cycled back into players and people be sh- like underneath him uh and, and, and in that sense like that's how it's supposed to work it doesn't always work that way of course um and a lot of times it, it does result in um, you know, some less money being on the table for the big stars, but like league, just like in the NBA and stuff, like you have huge sponsorship opportunities that would not factor into your base salary and people can do fucked up deals like that all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. as far as I understand, that's how it works in, in traditional sports too. You know, like LeBron gets, I don't know, what is, what's the max now contract in the NBA, like 30 million, 25 million per year. But then he has like a hundred million deal with Nike, you know, like it <laughs> yeah. doesn't like, who fucking cares? And I think that's kind of how it would be uh, a little bit in in the, the scene as well. Are you laughing yeah. at Travis's mustache? It was it was so tight in on the stash. It, was, it, it, it also just plays into another inside joke that Travis and I had going. At no, you were the only one that had that joke going. I didn't have that joke I, going. It's not I even a joke. That, when a I joke. said that, I knew you were going to say that back. <laughs> that it was only me who had it going. But I enjoyed it. Nick would have thought it was funny. Nick was there. He didn't think it was funny. Nick Jackson, definitely thought it was funny. Random. Nick thought it was fucking hilarious, dude. Listen, we're we're drinking him, so we're getting off topic. Uh, Doncic, 
any any final thoughts on the the way out before we move on to another caller? No, that's it. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I do think yeah, salary caps is an interesting conversation to have, and I do worry about the state of salaries sort of running rampant. So I'm glad that you brought yeah. it up. But similar to you, and may, maybe for different reasons, I agree that uh, it's unlikely that we'll see any salary caps on the horizon. All right. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. See you, dude. I really like uh, that guy's voice for some reason. It sounds like people all thought he sounded like I will dominate. Really? Yeah. No, I get that now. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Maybe like a high school version of him. By the way, keep yeah. uh, keep your topics coming and yeah. subtopics and, and pleb topics, everyone, in chat. Because I think... And by the way, there's a lot of people throwing out some random ones, hoping to kind of keep this more 2018 focus. Like, let's look back on 2018. What were the big moments for you? Like, what... What did you enjoy? What do you want to? What do you want to talk about? You know that type of thing. Um, by the way, while we're there, I want to get or while Mark is grabbing the next person, I want to give a shout out to Rain for Mars, Ike. Will you? All right. This is Joe the four two seven nine two. Thank you. This is Thank the alienware test, Travis. I'm going to go refill my drink, and you're going to tell me when my headset drops out. Okay, I'm glad we're doing sponsor tests um, live on air, Mark. When do we hear him drop out? How do we uh, know that he drops hello, out? Hello, Mark. <laughs> okay, he dropped oh, out. This is Mark. Yeah, I'm still in the kitchen. You can hear me perfectly great. Oh, I think <laughs> I'm going to get some more beverage. The range is sick. C9 Technoweeb, thank you for being a Twitch sub. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? I just wanted to talk about uh, what were the highlights shows of the year. Very good. Oh, for Hotline League? Yeah. All right, and remind me where you're calling from, because I think you've been on the show before, right? No, first time. <laughs> I feel like every time you guess this, it's the opposite. This is this is fully what I was expecting is for him to say first time. That's um, awesome. Are I'm you going... you've been a long time sub though, right? Yeah, I've been. Okay, see, guys. I've just called your name out so many times. That's why I remember. It. I appreciate. <laughs> you know, I never forget you. <laughs> that's um, that's why I, um, I didn't do it during the actual plug. I dropped out right at my door. <laughs> see, Mark. I'm sure you could have gone much further. You just got like a weird mess. C9 Techno Weeb. Maybe, maybe it doesn't go through brick or stone that well. C9 like Techno Weeb, what were your favorite episodes of the year? Possibly the Miami episode because all, all the random top all right, all we, the random we got, guests. I wasn't on that episode. We got to cut out the live ones because the live ones are OP. Like I, I No, I was going to say my favorite episode was the one where we got Faker because the dive and Beyond the Rift and all those other... Poser shows. That's right. I'm calling them out as posers. That's right. They're a bunch of posers. Uh, okay. The other one I could possibly think is my favorite. They didn't have Kelby, Kelby getting uh, the C9 world prediction very much wrong. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. That was actually pretty good, too. Ooh, so, the chat. Wait, the, the episode. The episode. Oh, oh yeah. The part. The yeah. Part the part of the episode is pretty good. It caused a lot of drama for me, though. For uh, you? Why? Was CSM mad at you? No, no, no. I just mean like that, like, like you go back and you look at the dislikes on the video because I, I put that out as an excerpt and people all were angry at you and me and thought that we were supposed to like real parth in and like defend the caller and all this stuff. And I just I didn't really care. Dude, it's a fucking wild west when you get on this show. Like, you know, every man for themselves. Yeah. You know, I, I, try, I, still I don't think parth was that crazy, but whatever. Yeah. A bunch of people say parth, the episode Monty wrong. was mad at me. Not my favorite episode. Oh, God. We had some <laughs> funny ones. That was a funny one. The Jacob Wolf thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jacob Wolf calls in just awkwardly and is like, I want I want to talk to you about if you're actually qualified <laughs> to run this organization. It's like, oh, okay, this was our last caller, but I guess <laughs> yes. this is where we're going. 
it was so funny too because the way like he typed it in like some people type things one way in chat and then like when they get on the show it breaks a really different way and like that was one of the ones where he's like i want to talk about the hiring processes of you know executives and people in esports like how does it happen of course because if he had said i want to call in and ask your because here's the thing i am defensive of everyone on this show like i think everyone should be respectful until someone isn't so when that calls in it's funny that both these conversations around the same thing that guy calls in um to talk to parth and is like i don't think any of you guys are good at your job Fucking, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep Parth yeah. on a leash. Like that guy yeah. could chase somebody down the street if I, you know, Parth can chase somebody <laughs> down the street. I don't care. All uh, for the content, right? <laughs> and then, and then, yeah. you know, similarly, like the the Hunter thing was awkward because uh, Hunter's my friend, so you know, I didn't. I felt like people would scream bias if I step in to try to like defend him. But like Jacob Wolf comes in and just like that was when I realized, okay, this is why Jacob does his interviews written because. Uh, <laughs> Like this is just awkward now. All of us are feeling really. Twitch chat was like, "What is going on?" This you is... should absolutely do a hotline lead controversies of 2018 because you put the par thing, the Monty thing, the Jacob Wolf thing, my thing, where I flamed European fans. You put in see, I uh, the Europe European fan thing. I thought that wasn't even that big of a deal, but it did get a lot of heat on Reddit. What? Don't, it don't forget a big. Don't forget hating on 100T, right? Hating on 100T. That was so funny because we were hating on 100 Thieves before it was cool. We hated on 100 Thieves like as they were getting fourth place barely to TSM, like even before then. Yeah. And then like everyone's like, these guys are dicks. They're way too hard on them. And then World rolls around. Everyone's like, murder everyone in the 100 Thieves org. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was great. It's like, well, we called it. Because we, we also were so skeptical about them going to Worlds. And we got flamed by people being like, Wow, they should support them. And quite frankly, I think we were all saying we hope we're wrong, but like them going no, to work. Okay, Kelby wasn't saying that. <laughs> but I, Mark, you and I, I think wanted to be shown wrong about the 100 Thieves thing, but we yeah, just weren't. Th- that's the funny thing is like everything we were laughing, like saying before that was the ex- everything that went wrong at Worlds. We're like, we don't think this org's play style is very interesting and they're not very good. So they're just going to get creamed and it's not going to be any fun. And then you throw in like their bad communication on top of it, which was, which was probably really what sent the, like the fans over the edge. But yeah, it was, it was so funny. Yeah. I don't know. I think it'd be great to put out a video of just like all the, the like hilarious. Shit. I'm sure we're forgetting a bunch too. Techno weeb. Do you have uh, other episodes? Um, I have a, I've watched literally every episode that you Thank made you. of this. And um, I have one more thing. What are favorite host of the co-host of the year? Like guest Co-host of the year? It's guest. not Kelby. Um, Son of a... <laughs> By default, is Kelby for being here the most? Like Yes! Okay, Participation Kelby. award! Yeah, literally, I'll by, fucking by, take it! By pure value brought to the show, the fact that you showed up on like 15, 20 episodes. Yeah, but he, he the... turns to a lot of bush. them down. He turns a lot yeah. of them down. But Sorry. I'm, you know, I'm an, I'm an intern. I'm unpaid. I think Faker was pretty good. <laughs> he uh, wasn't a real guest, like a whole episode guest. Okay, okay. I um, really liked uh, Nate Shot when he was on. <laughs> he was not a full episode guest. Is your tongue in your cheek right now? Wait, wasn't Nate on shot on for a full episode? Or no, he came on like. Oh, I mean that's close was, enough. That was an hour. Yeah, he was you on know, for just... he was on for half of the show. I I really like okay. a narrow. I thought a narrow was pretty good. Um, when Kobe was on and was like seemingly drunk, that was an interesting one. What do you mean seemingly? We all came back from a party. Yeah. <laughs> 
Just trying to help him out here. <laughs> we all were drunk. Um, who else? Par- I enjoyed Parth. I mean, I don't know yeah, if he's Parth ever coming was... back on the show again, but I thought he was pretty good. I thought there was there was someone who I can't remember who was just like fucking hilarious. I uh, also really liked the the British dude that we had on when we oh, had Fox Foxtrot. Drop. Yeah, Foxtrot was uh, uh, great. Foxtrot yeah. was a good one. Yeah. And, uh, Dash, and Dash, really Dash just takes over the show. The fact that, yeah. like... Dash is my night off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dash is my night off, too. Dash is the caller's night off. Dash just shows up. <laughs> and then you just feed him a line, and then he just goes. It's like, Dash, what do you think about the color red? He's like, well, well, what do you mean by the color red? Because light's a spectrum, right? Yeah. And so, like, you're like, Jesus Christ. Every time we've had Steve call in, Steve only called in once this year because the other episode was last year. But yeah, Steve wasn't a guest. He was Steve always comes in and it's hilarious because he like drops some some news and then like it just does random shit. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, those those are all pretty good. Yeah. Oh, is Kobe in chat? Kobe wasn't. Yeah, Kobe's in chat. Oh. Is Kobe probably the best? To be honest, <laughs> I bet I doubt that Kobe remembers that episode. Um, <laughs> I remember we. I think we interrupted something to get him back on the show because he was late. Yeah. The, as an aside, by <laughs> the way, Alienware sent me a uh, a projector that I I plugged in, and Brett and I were messing around with it today. There's a on my Instagram story. You can go check it out. And I set it up and just turned it on because it's a 4K projector. It looks beautiful, Kelby. You would you would love this thing. And uh, and I just set it up, and I was like, I'm just gonna leave this on with all the lights off. And it's like right when Mar- when Kelby walks. Well, Kobe walks in the door. I just, as the show's going, I hear him go, holy shit, when he walks in. It's just like, because it's just, it looks like this giant window into a rainforest because I was looping some 4K rainforest footage. Um, anyway, uh, okay, so good co hosts. I think it's good episodes uh, where I enjoyed this. I just, I mean, before we say goodbye to TechnoWeeb, I would say like, Mark and I have said several times this year, like, Hotline League is just such a, we're really proud of it. Um, and I think a lot of that comes to you guys who call in and help us out because it's just such a, you know, I think for a long time, like you can look at a lot of these talk shows and you know, it's like, okay, a couple people and then maybe they're interviewing like a pro player or something like that. I've done those shows forever. That was the very first thing I ever did. But I think Hotline League is such a unique offering. It's so fun to have you guys come in and share your opinions. And some of them are really stupid. Um, and some of, the, some of them are amazing and make us think about things we've never thought about. And it's like C9 uh, making it out of groups. Yeah. Oh, that's actually that's probably my favorite thing all year from Hotline League is like when the the Latin American callers called in, like all of them had so much passion. They're super funny and they actually brought like really good perspective about how they see themselves playing NA compared to like NA playing Korean, how they're they're pretty much the same thing. So I thought I thought yeah, that was all the, really cool. All the foreign callers were very cool to have on. All the all the foreigner callers, international yeah. callers. Yeah. Okay, international. <laughs> I, I all the important callers. Anyone. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's always really cool when you hear somebody who's like, "I'm calling from wherever," and it's like four thirty a.m. But I've stayed up to call in and give you my opinion on why North America is the best. And I hate my region. <laughs> like this, this guy is great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Who's the Swedish guy that always calls in and flames at you? I really like. Okay. Uh, I forget his name. It's um, it begins. I feel like it begins with a D. I yeah, know, I feel you're like right. it does too. It yeah, absolutely does. Yeah, uh, uh, I love he's that guy. Great. Anyway, Techno Weep, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, this was a great, great conversation topic. Thank you for all the entertainment you bring to the league community, and that's all I have to say. Thank you very much. Thanks. Dude. You're welcome, dude. Yeah. Have a good one. <laughs>
All right. Uh, well, now's a good time uh, to take a quick break and talk a little bit about our sponsor for this episode, Alienware. Alienware has done so much cool stuff for me. Uh, yeah, somebody in chat just linked um, the projector that I was talking about. Five thousand dollar projector. All right, and they just sent that wow. my way. <laughs> you don't need that, dude. Let's be go donate that. All right, be a better person. You don't need a five thousand dollar projector. We're gonna use it next year for a project. I don't know what yet, but we're gonna use it. Uh, Alien or Team Liquid uses those, and they're they're pretty cool. Uh, but either way, uh, they sent me that. There's a video up on my YouTube channel that I'd love to have you guys watch. I'll link it in the chat right now if you guys wanna watch it, wanna watch it later, or just have it on the other screen. Um, but they sent us basically, and more than this is coming, but we have a video where we're opening basically $25,000 worth of product that they sent us. Um, and it's just been incredible. Like we've basically replaced everything and more, uh, with the stuff. Mark was able to get a new laptop to replace his aging one. Uh, Wait, you're getting $25,000 more shit though. What's that? You're getting twenty five thousand dollars more shit than we've already got. Like I thought when I saw you tweet about that, it was it was like that was encompassing what we have gotten so far. No, 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 that's that's encompassing. But now I've but I mean they've sent even more now because I've got the computer uh, that hadn't shown up yet. I'm coming over and I'm gonna treat it like one of those shopping game shows where it's like you got ten to ten minutes to grab everything you want from this store. And I'm so you're gonna, gonna rob me it. is what you're yes. saying. Like you're yes. you're walking over and you're gonna treat it. Like it's I'm one of those game shows, first, but it's not a game show, so you're just gonna rob me. Great sponsor plug, guys. Yeah. First, I'm gonna steal a shopping cart from a Ralph's nearby or something, and then I'm coming to your place and I'm okay. I'm making a I'm putting a timer on my phone. All right, I'll I'll give Kobe the heads up to lock his door because <laughs> yeah, Kobe's room's off limits. Okay, okay, good. Well, anyway, so we got we got the uh, they sent us all this stuff. Um, there's even more coming. Uh, it's been incredible to have them just sort of uh, support us so much. This jacket, by the way, one of the things they sent. Um, but for if you're watching live, now if you're watching the VOD, I'm sorry it's too late. You must have, you didn't catch it on the other episodes or whatever. It's, but if you're watching it live, there's a giveaway that you can you can enter. There's a link to it in the chat right now. But if you don't see it, you can do exclamation mark giveaway. And then there's a link and you can click through it. Pog. We're giving away a laptop, a notebook, um, they, the same one that Broden and I use now, the M15, that just came out, um, I think, about a month or so ago. Uh, a monitor and a backpack to a first, second, and third place winner. So if you guys actually go enter that, we've had a ton of entries, which I really appreciate, but you still have time to enter. It takes, like, no time on your part. It's very helpful. If you're watching the VOD, then, unfortunately, it's too late for you, but we'll probably do more of this stuff next year. And uh, and you can always help me out by tweeting at Alienware, just letting them know that you appreciate the support, because... Uh, quite frankly, like it's so cool that they're just supporting everything, you know, going into 2019, if they were not with me, I would be really nervous about like, how am I going to afford to go do all this stuff? And, um, and it's just nice that they've got everything, you know, all the league stuff is just completely covered. I, I, we're going to be completely fine for it for next year. So either way, thanks so much to Alienware for their support of the show. Really appreciate it. And, uh, and I'll, I'll hopefully they'll send me some more stuff whenever Mark robs me from, from all the things that they've sent me already. Thanks so, so much. Hashtag, right, hashtag not sponsored, but I personally own two of the Alienware 240 hertz monitors because I saw them at the TL training facility when I went over there. Yeah. And they fucking own. They're that's expensive, what, but they're really is. nice. That's what this guy know. is. Go check it out. Um, and uh, and by the way, Dell.com slash Travis, if you want to see some of their sales and stuff going on, I'll put that in the chat too and in the description below. 
Um, let's grab our next caller. Mark is off grabbing them already. Uh, let me go ahead and, and read off some subs while he's doing that. <clears throat> let's see. Um, Stablu, Muntzalicious, Mendeline Kids. I think I got those already. Bit Ribbon Chew for eight months. Stage C4635, Putzapoo, Scorpius. Oh, I did get these guys. Sorry. Um, Karkoff, Karkaroff, PhD, Tier 3 sub. Thank you for that. Eight months in a row. S Shadow X1, Skiller V2, four months. And uh, Scene, thank you for the Twitch Prime. And we've got our new caller here. Mike Spam is here. Mike Spam, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Thanks, Travis. I'm good. What do you, <laughs> where are you calling it from again? Remind me. Still Seattle, Travis. Still Seattle. Okay. <laughs> I, I like Mike Spam. I've been drinking. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight, Mike Spam? Looking back on this year, there was one take that probably aged worse than anything else. And I'm not sure if you remember. Ke- is it Kelby that- saying C9 is the only chance of getting out of groups? Because that, that one's up there. All right, let's be honest. That's a bad take in, like, in hindsight, but in the Thank moment. You. I think like we were all on the same page for the most part. Nobody was calling that C9 was going to make it out of groups. I just made the mistake of saying 0% chance, but Mike's fan, please continue. I was going to say, if you looked at every other topic that was in these channels at this time last year, people were convinced franchising was going to kill the LCS. EU fans were convinced franchising would kill the EU LCS. And look at where we are now. Well, we don't know about EU LCS. Well, it did, it actually, franchising did kill the EU LCS. EU LCS doesn't exist anymore. Mike's has got oh, you there. Yeah. Hooray, dumb technicalities. <laughs> but I mean, okay. So, but I will say we we don't know about franchising for LEC yet. We don't know what the effect that's going to have. I would say I would guess it's going to be great. Um, and then all the people in Europe that are like, hey, this is America, and we don't want to do that. That's an American thing. They'll be like, okay, this was actually sick. Um, but I do agree that in North America, it actually ended up being fantastic. And uh, and I really do enjoy what it brought into the scene. I think it's a lot better. A lot of people will be like, what about Immortals? But I don't know. I think we're doing okay. What, was it the community sentiment that franchising was going to kill LCS? I don't remember that among... There, there, okay, so I kind of disagree with Mike Spam that there were like supposedly lots of people who were not a fan of this. But I uh, I think that there, were pre- there was a pretty vocal minority of people who were really worried about it and thought that teams were just going to be intentionally tanking or they wouldn't try or whatever. And I actually feel like all the teams tried. Like... Uh, and I and certainly none of them are like sitting around collecting money bags if they're not. So, Can yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a majority opinion, but there was there was like you know anytime there's a threat about franchising, there would be some relatively upvoted comments saying like, "Well, this is just got up." Yeah, yeah. Exactly, I'm I'm exactly actually of the opinion that franchising has gone significantly worse than I expected. Really? Yeah. Go for it. Uh, a lot of the new entrants into the space did not perform in the way that I would have hoped to as far as like leveling up anything that's happening here. Uh, I, Hunter T is like, as like I've said a bunch of times, been the, been the biggest and most pleasant surprise for me as far as like what they're adding from the fan experience. Uh, I don't feel like it's any better to be an LCS fan right now than it was previously. Um, like I, I, I haven't seen like a significant uptick, uptick in like what the fan experience is for me personally. Uh, player salaries are still 
um, continuing to spiral upward, uh, which is not good for the sustainability of the space. Um, there are optics, which some of us have visibility into around that we can't discuss publicly, but it doesn't give me a lot of uh, public confidence. Uh, Riot for a long time had a really hard time monetizing the league while Overwatch League was really successful. I'm glad that they've introduced MasterCard and by all pers like by all respects so far, that seems to be like a well, really fair MasterCard, which full disclosure sponsored the show uh, at All-Stars. MasterCard is a global sponsor, so they don't come in on NALCS. Great. Well, that's that's helping my argument. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. Uh, and viewership, um, despite what people will tell you, uh, apparently with just like some of these random tweets, is uh, is not doing super hot. So, I think viewership was still up for the year. You know, excluding the international competitions, which get which get boosted by China. You're I a still think it was right now, Kelby. Barky. Breathy, breathy, like oh, uh, you've been, you've been drinking. Sorry, sorry. Breathing in your mic. Anyway, sorry. Mark, um, yeah, I was gonna say. I still think viewership was up this year compared to 2017, but I think a lot of that gets credited towards the return to best of ones, mm -hmm. not franchising. Yeah, yeah. So, so let me counter you, Kelby. So a couple of things that I think we saw because of franchising that we wouldn't have seen before. I think Hundred Thieves, despite all the shit we give them here, did an amazing job. And this may be the first team in a while to challenge any of the uh, bigger brand, like the long-standing brands, like your Team Liquids, your Cloud Nines, your TSMs, your CLGs, because uh, just with the sheer amount of like brand building that they were able to create this past year. Yeah, I've already um, said this. And I don't think that they would exist in a world without franchising. I think Cloud Nines run at Worlds would potentially not exist without franchising because they were able to make some pretty bold, risky plays with their roster in the summer split that we would have never seen um, in a world where, you know, Jack could have gotten relegated. Um, I think that despite, I think Echo Fox, I'm worried about them for the next year, but I actually do think Echo Fox did some interesting and ambitious things this year that they wouldn't have done in a world where they could have potentially gotten franchised. Um, you've got a big grin on your face, Kelby. Yeah, because... You and I, never mind. I just, we're not going to talk about it on there. <laughs> I mean, I actually have no idea what you're you're referencing. I mean, I, I'm sure it's related to Echo Fox's recent maneuvers. No, it's just we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it off air. I don't think that franchising has helped Echo Fox or their sustainability in the space. I agree that it hasn't helped their sustainability, well, but I do well, think that I do. But you said specifically that you feel like there are things that haven't been improvements for play, for the fan for the viewer. Yeah. And I think yeah. things that did occur this year for Echo Fox were, were good for the viewer. I think them making pretty big plays with their roster and all that stuff. Now they're, they're pulling back now, but I think that that was a good thing for the viewer. And it I happened think, because of franchising. Yeah. Because they were able to spend more money this year because. Of oh, that. okay. And how, anyways, how's the company financially now? I'm, you said for the viewer. I think for the viewer, the things that happened yeah. with Echo Fox. Okay, yeah, yeah, I got you. All right. I, just, I don't think it's good for the viewer if Echo Fox doesn't exist in the future. So, to be fair, Kelby, based off what we've seen about Echo Fox, I'm not sure franchising had any effect, good or bad. Yeah, I think that was just a straight bad things come like you know, curses coming home to roost or whatever. Yeah. Sure. I do, and I do think actually that this year there were more teams to root for than you had in a long time, and I think that's because of franchising and we lost immortals because of franchising yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so they were better than than some of the new teams. I will say to to like Kelby's they were better point, like, than some of the new teams. Yeah, they were better than some of the new teams. Yeah, I like, mean, Immortals more- like was the winningest regular season team since they entered the LCS. Yeah, but it wasn't like their content was good or they they did anything for their fan outside win a bunch. Like they 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 were not, you know, TL or C9. Like they were not one of the the old orgs in that sense in terms of what they put into the scene. Whereas, like, I think 100 Thieves outperformed anything Immortals ever did. Yeah, 100%. We're, we're all great on 100 Thieves. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, you know, I, I would agree, like, yeah, there, there are a lot of teams that were much worse than, than Immortals. But I would say, like, for me, franchising probably gets, like, a C, like, you know, in terms of... I, I was expecting a lot more, like, to Kelby's point. Um, you know, so it's, it's hard not to be slightly disappointed in terms of, like, what it would have meant for money coming into the scene, not just from the people literally putting their money in but like attracting new sponsors and stuff and i think that was you know somewhat i'm, I'm uh, curious if either of you think that the the league would have been better without franchising like do you think no, franchising no. was a mistake no i, I not absolutely not but Kelby? i'm just saying that like if it felt like you know it was an improvement but it was like i said like a c on my mind like there were there were clear things that could have gone better as well kelby mm, i think that franchising i don't think like from a fan experience I think it's probably like a net neutral. I think franchising is a uh I mean do you I, I don't know if I want to say this publicly. Yes or no? Never do you mind. think franchising I, shouldn't have happened? I do not think franchising should have happened. Oh no. really? No, no, I definitely don't. So you wow. think relegation and stuff should have continued? I don't think that teams should have had to spend ten million dollars to be a part of the LCS. Okay. Well that's the price tag. Yeah, yeah, which was what you is know, the what necessity if the price tag was like five million? Was it okay to franchise? I don't think that. What if the price tag was zero dollars? Was it okay to franchise? Yeah, yeah, I think it's fine. Okay, so the I act think, of I franchising the... is fine. You just think it costs too much to get in. Well, yeah, because that's all that was all connected in necessity with franchising, and then you know, like the all the terms you know that teams have to buy into in order to be a part of this league, and yeah. what they give up, and all of this stuff. Yeah, I think is like a huge problem for the sustainability of professional league of legends in North America. Uh, but no, I like, I like the, the competitive structure and format, the changes that franchising brought in that regard. And also I think the stability around organization staying in, that's a product of franchising. I, I like all those things. Those are good things. Um, if we could have, in my mind, my one humble person's opinion, uh, if we could have gotten all of those things without people having to spend $10 million to buy into an ecosystem and get a bunch more restrictions around something they were already losing money against, that would have been preferable. Yeah. Mark, uh, somebody in the chat, hang on, I'm trying to grab their name, but they wanted to ask me, oh yeah, BlueJ1344, ask a good question, which is what were you looking for to make it an A+. And while you answer that, I'm going to grab another beer. Um, for me, I think to what Kelby's kind of hinting at here is I think some of the business elements of franchising could have gone better. Um, you know, we can talk about the new orgs coming in as well, not really bringing anything to the table. There's this problem when outside people come into esports where they don't actually really understand the space that well. And the people that they're consulting with and hiring are people that have already been in the space the entire time. So as a result, there's like no palpable change. Um, and so for me, I didn't feel like 
the the business parts took off quite like what I was hoping for, and I didn't feel like the new orgs brought anything different other than more money, you could argue, than than some of the old orgs. Um, but I think a lot of the, like Travis was kind of saying, like the systematic changes that happened to the formatting of the league and what it did for competitiveness, and despite a lot of people in chat being like, I don't think I noticed any change. Well, it's like, well, then you probably weren't watching the league that closely because there were insane things that happened because of franchising from a competitive standpoint. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with all that stuff, 100%. Yeah. And I think Travis's point about franchising and what enabled Jack to do with the roster is a really good one. Yeah, that, I mean, there's just a number of players who I think got opportunities that wouldn't, like, even FlyQuest with JJ, um, you know, the fact that he was on their, their academy team and they got brought in, like, there were a number of moves like that where an academy guy got a shot where they might not have otherwise, and I thought that was really entertaining, and, like, if you're not following the scene super closely, you might not be like, what's JJ's career trajectory? And, you know, like... <laughs> For them, they might not see it, but like for someone who's very embedded in the scene, I did see a lot of those those advantages. How much did X Solvark just sub gift subs? Did he get fifty? Holy pog! Holy okay, we're gonna we're gonna get to that during the break. But um, what break, dude? I feel bad for Mike Spam. Mike Spam hasn't gotten a, a word in edgewise. Mike what Spam. does Seattle well, think about this? What do you want to say? Compared to how the rest of my calls usually go, this is probably a good thing. What, what That's true. Want? This is one of the most diplomatic Mike Spam calls we've ever had. Mike Spam, oh. do you have, you, did you have anything else What's to contribute? Up? No, I'm just here. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, so did you? Yeah, are you? Do you disagree with Kelby on all this stuff? Because you, I mean, you seem to really like it, and you're a viewer. So why did? Why do you think it improved your your experience as a viewer? I think it future-proofed the league. If there's one change it made, it was that two, three years from now, I can't see this being unwound easily. So we're kind of stuck making the best of it, whether or not it was a good decision. And I think we'll probably see an overall improvement of the lcs experience just because of that but that feels like a pullback you're like well they did it now we're stuck with it whereas you were saying anybody who was saying before that franchising was oh no i think it's great okay but even in the scenario where i'm wrong i think it still has positive outcomes yeah uh, so i mean i think what this kind of what this conversation kind of boils down to for me is that like if you're in kelby's camp you say well this is not going to be good for the future, and we aren't we haven't seen the downsides of it yet, but we're going to soon because uh, the economics of franchising don't make sense. Mike Spam, you're saying that like things are are going to look good, and I would just say I feel like we've already seen some of the the good effects. Yeah, yeah. Travis, can I caveat your statement with one thing? Sure. I don't think the economics of it makes sense based on the attitudes of what I see to be the investment groups that have bought in with some exceptions. I think if people who had invested into franchise teams had appropriate expectations around what they were investing into, again, based on my outside knowledge and conversations directly with some of these people, blah, blah, blah all this stuff. Um, Cause you know, I'm not obviously all of those individuals who made those investments, but you know, anyways, um, I, I get concerned based on what I hear and what people's expectations would be accordingly with how franchising is going to pay out economically for them and what 
I think the realities of that will be. Yeah. And again, I do think there are some exceptions and those people will greatly benefit and are benefiting and will continue to do so. But if you put money into something expecting one thing, regardless of what it is, and then you get something else, it's going to be lame. Damp Biscuit is spamming in all caps. Do you think Double Lift wouldn't get kicked if there wasn't franchising? Um, I think Double Lift. Wasn't Double Lift MVP? Well, he's talking about from TSM last year. Like, did TSM kick Double Lift because they felt like they could make a risk? I think franchising was not relevant to that conversation, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, Mike Spam, Spam, any final thoughts here? Nope. Just glad to end out the year. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for being on the last episode. Thanks, dude. Ever. Thanks for. Oh, we lost him. Mike Spam, I'm sorry for moving you. We lost him, as in I violently threw him out. Well, Mark, maybe you shouldn't do that in the future. Um, <laughs> Fuck. Okay, so I want to give a big shout out to X Solvark, who gifted 50 subs. Very, very holiday spirit of you. Thank you, X Solvark. That's so, so generous of you um, and helps kind of shore up some of my subs. I drink Milkus. Thank you for the Twitch Prime. Radical 1929. But yeah, I think it's actually, um, who was it I was talking to last night? Uh, where was I last night? Oh, it was Spelzy. I was talking to Spelzy from Golden Guardians, a uh, former roommate of mine. And he was just talking about how cool it is that like somebody would go and send a sub to somebody. It's like actually just, it shows. It's like, well, they actually really care about you. I don't know. It's just kind of a cool conversation because um, he was. I've mentioned to him that some people sub to me while I'm offline. Like sometimes I'll just check and I'll be like, "Well, I got like three <laughs> subs today. I didn't even stream." And he's just like, "It's so cool that they just like think about you, and like go and do this thing to help you." I Buzz Quick is joining the show. I Buzz Quick. Yes. Where are yes. you calling from? I don't. It's isn't it? I Buzz Quick. That. Yeah. That's exactly Isn't right. That I, I just said? wanted to make sure we were getting the, the enunciation correctly. I feel like you were skipping over the T to make it sound like I bust quick, but I just wanted to Not make sure we all knew it was I bust quick. What does yeah, your name mean? Well, I mean, it... Uh, what does it mean? Yeah, I mean, you just got... I mean, you can find out. Like when you're playing Blackjack? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I spend a lot I of I thought you were being serious for a sec, Travis. Holy. Yeah. You're Where hilarious. are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, Canada up here. It's nice and cold. Whereabouts in Canada? I'm calling from uh, Calgary, Alberta. Okay. Never been there. But... No, well, you should come. Should I? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of uh, a lot of people who bus quick up here. But, uh, yes, yeah, so it's very cold. <laughs> but, yeah. No, guys. Uh, what, do you want, what do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah, first time. I love the show. Uh, first time calling in. Long time listener. Uh, you guys are MVPs, um, but uh, just want to kind of go over the whole year and review uh, spring and summer split um, and kind of uh, say which were the biggest overachievers, you know, like who was, uh, you know, um, you know, very low rated kind of in all the power rankings. Uh, I got uh, the Mark Z's power ranking NALCS spring 2018 up here. Ooh, that's oh, that's good oh, one. Oh, here we go. I think <laughs> this is going to be a disaster. Yeah, okay, yeah. so his power rankings for spring. Go for it. Yeah, so, uh, well, he's got TSM at number one. Let's go. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, that's, I don't really Where want to Where is talk this, about by the way? Is this a, did a, you write this up, it's a, it's a, No, it's a video. Okay. It's a video, yeah. Uh, 
couple of views on it. But uh, yeah, he's got TSM at number one. I don't really want to talk about TSM as much, but uh, that, that's that's a dead horse. I mean, let's uh, a couple of actual recent developments. I guess we can talk about it while they're up there at number one. <clears throat> I don't know. Who, why you, but, uh, did he actually uh, it was in Spanish on Reddit. You said that. Um, one, one second, I bust no quick. I'm trying to get the video up, but uh, yeah, it's about time I dropped my 2018 spring power rankings. Real quick, Travis, I'm watching. Oh, you pull it down. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I just Go. linked it in the uh, subtopics there. Got but, it. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, so nice, sorry. Nice so TSM you ha was number one. If you yeah, skip to the end of the video, Travis, I think I'll have the whole reveal. Okay. There we go. Got yeah. It. I didn't. I didn't want to watch the whole video, so I just did that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah exactly. No one wants. To. I mean, <laughs> it's only got two hundred and eighty thousand. Yeah. I was gonna so say not... the real winner in this video is Mark because he fucking somehow got three hundred thousand views dude, i'm crazy. telling you That's pretty impressive loco loco was tweeted some shit like i'm gonna write up a power ranking list or something i was like dude put it on on youtube you fucking idiot like people eat that shit up yeah that's the language you use with them okay so continue yeah so uh mythy came out with this video on uh, or this interview he said that uh tsm had uh poor coaching and support infrastructure and that uh uh, Bjergsen was great and all that kind of stuff, but uh, do you think that uh, the coaching infrastructure is more of a culture thing for TSM and will kind of carry over? Wait, what? Uh, we were we were going to make fun of Mark. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, no, we're no, skipping no. around here. What are we talking about on this call? Are we talking about TSM uh, or are we talking about because you in the fucking call thing? Do you like? All right, hold on, time out because I'm kind of buzzed. And I, I got yeah, this. no, no, no. no Can callers listen. actually say what they fucking tell me they're going to say? I got a hundred different notes we were, on here. Well, no one. This is this isn't. This okay, isn't let's do it. Let's make fun of Marks here. I got it pulled up. So, what do you guys think went wrong with TSM, CLG, and Clutch Gaming to a certain extent? I want. Let's let's talk about this list. Travis, can you get all the webcams out of the way? Like, dude, I actually think I actually think this is great because he told me he wanted to talk about overachievers and underachievers, and I was like, okay. And then he pulls up my list. And I'm like, great because I got a lot of shit wrong. Okay, okay, okay. We go. It. Let's let's yeah, talk about well, the let's list. Go through it. Yeah, I bust so, quick. Please talk about the list. All right. So number one, TSM, they didn't do well. Uh, Counterlogic Gaming, number three, they didn't do well. Clutch Gaming, they didn't do well. Okay. Wait, Clutch was six, that split. This is spring split. I was one off. Yeah, I was talking about a whole year in review, if you remember that line. Yeah, but I'm this was Why are you my spring power rankings for year in review? I got the summer as well. I'll allow it. What? Kelby, why are you going to take my spring power rankings and hold them up like end of year? It doesn't make sense. The team's changed. The roster's no, changed. The it's consistent. They were one They'll off. They'll be allowed it. I will not accept Clutch being be allowed off it. from their ending as a bad ranking. Kelby allowed it. <laughs> the last time I listened. Please I continue. <laughs> All right. So I was actually, I just kind of realized that's not really the overachiever today. That's kind of the underachievers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, the um, overachievers, I guess, um, be Echo Fox, I guess. If I mean, besides all the sustainability issues, they did pretty well. 100T. 100T. Yep, they, the, they made it to fucking worlds. Yeah. 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 Well, they got second. Up. They got second yeah. at spring, yeah. Like yeah. If we're looking at his spring standings and comparing it to how things went in spring and then kind of discussing how they did overall at the year after that. 
I would yeah, say well, he did I mean, really. I said I would say yeah. Mark failed on the hundred thieves thing. Well, and we all missed that. We're only human, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. Also, for overachievers, FlyQuest for the for the number of Snickers mentions. I mean, that has got to be a goddamn record. I sure. mean, Kelby, this is not a sponsorship <laughs> ranking. All right, I know they were incredible. Let me tell you that Snickers got their hashtag partner value from that relationship. Okay. So you're only providing about, them more value when you talk about them like this. You're, a couple of things about that list. CLG at three, that was one that like I probably didn't actually think they were that great, but like Jat and the community were so fucking hyped on Rainover, I bought into everyone else's hype. Jat was so hot. Like, he had yeah. them number one. He had yeah, CLG yeah. number fucking one. Insanity. And he stayed that way forever, by the way. He Until kept like betting week on them. seven. Yeah. yeah. I sold my TSM stock so fast. It was, I sold that like week three. It was great too I still because have mine. it was great too because like this was like Jet's first. <laughs> this is Jet's first year as an analyst. It's like okay, Jet's no longer a caster. He's come to the analyst desk to bequeath his predictions, and he's like, everyone, CLG will be number one. I know it. Oh, they had a rough start. I know it. I just kept going on and on. It's just like well. Maybe Jet should go back to casting. I don't know. I don't know. What. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, if if we want to go on the uh, Jet on the analyst desk, I don't. I think that's worse than a lot. But uh, I did like his casting. Is kind of where I'm with that. But that's an aside as well. But so so let's run out. I bust Quick's conversation, which is just like, who were the teams that like setting aside Mark and Jet or whatever? Who were yep. the teams that I think we would have predicted to not do as well this year? And uh, I would okay. I will say this: I would have never predicted Golden Guardians to do as bad as they did. I was, I was like, True. I, I don't think they were going to be like so guaranteed number ten. Well, did you see that bot lane? Wait, the bot lane was one of their strong points. Yeah, yeah, I, but I mean, it's still kind of gimmicky. I bought into the idea of them being able to actually build a interesting and compelling mm-hmm. like, like it's a building this talent, right? I was like, okay, they'll hit like seventh or sixth. They fired um, the guy who was supposed to do that. Yeah, I know. Like, they had this game plan kind of of, like, bringing young guys who, like, kind of need some coaching up. And when we got Loco, this, like, one of the longest tenure coaches in North America. Oh, we fired him, and now we don't have a coaching staff <laughs> to help our young talent. Yeah. It's like... And the I weird mean, thing is they could have hired... I mean, now it's kind of funny because of recent events, but they could have hired Saint or Cop or both Cop of the them. Time, yeah. And th- that those are actually guys that have like along with Loco great experience with young talent or developing talent, and they just didn't. So that's one example of it. Um, who else? Uh, I don't. Well, know. I so, feel like most of the other teams played out the way we kind of expected them to. I think Echo Fox was not as good as we thought. Like I think a lot of people probably would have predicted Echo Fox to go to Worlds even. Well, um, Echo Fox, was you had them so and, low, Mark. Well, because I thought that team was going to explode. I didn't think that there was uh, – if you listen to my reasoning in the video, I said, like, I think this team will either be really fucking good or not make playoffs. And so I had them on the not making playoffs line, but I said it was one of the other. It was like a coin flip. Yeah. And they were pretty good. But they were still, once again, like you were just saying, not as good as I think people remember. Like, people kind of remember the 8-0 and start to, right. to spring, and then they don't realize that then, like, they slumped really hard in the second half of spring – you know, they never made a finals. They beat Clutch once in 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 the third, fourth place match. Like, they actually w- didn't have that many impressive, important wins. And they were not close to Worlds. Yeah. So I, I don't think that they were 
some people consider them the third best team this year. I'd put them at like fourth or fifth. They weren't super good. Where would you third have placed? Team? Some people think they were like uh, some some big, you know, Hooney and Dardock and people fans. You, know. you placed Cloud Nine at fourth, which is interesting because uh, I think the Cloud like no one would have predicted the Cloud Nine story. I think. Because I think people no. did not expect them to suck as much as they they almost they sucked for like almost the entire year. But it well, doesn't no, show no. up that they sucked on the statistics because they they finished second mar- in spring. They they yeah. they they were first. They were second place for the entire first half of spring. They, they were eight, top they finished fifth in spring regular season at least. E- did they? Because according yeah, they were to them, well, I mean. They were twelve and eight, so they were tied for fourth with Liquid. Am I looking at the wrong year? Are you looking at the wrong year? Twenty eighteen spring. What is this fucking ranking I'm looking at? Yeah, you're right. Uh, but there was that crazy six way tie or five way tie, whatever it was. Yeah, with all the uh, tiebreakers. Yeah, so it was, it was a crazy end. But they were yeah, they was. were um they they were eight and one as well or, or seven and two in the first half of spring. Like they were up there with <laughs> Just Echo on the Fox. side as well though. Optic Gaming worst logo in the LCS, hundred percent. Gotta be. Yeah, I mean, I had them tenth. They were ninth. I had Golden Guardians tenth. No, just based on just based on the logo. <laughs> Dude, you're like fucking. I love this. Doctor scene. Strange, seeing into random <laughs> alternate realities and deciding to talk about those out of nowhere. Remember when Mark described hundred or Golden Guardians <laughs> merch stream, on though. stream? That was great. What I say? What'd I say? You said that uh, was it? I think it was you. Do you remember this, Travis? Where where Mark was saying that like it looked? Like, I can't remember exactly. There was, it a was not complimentary. Who, there was definitely a caller who came in and said like it was like kindergarten <laughs> like shit or something. Yeah, I, I remember a caller had that opinion. All right, I think we're we're off topic. But any other final like any other big surprise? Let's let's just say for teams, any other big surprises this year? I I actually had one uh, three words actually. Uh, what went wrong? And that's kind of where I was starting off with the CLG. I wanted to talk about what wrong, what went wrong with CLG this year. I mean, I still just... think they had like a great, they lost Aframu, which I think a lot of people thought, or it turns out was actually a pretty big deal. Uh, more than a I lot think of Aframu is the only reason 100T went to Worlds. That's got to be. What do you think about that, Mark? Uh, I think Someday is pretty good too. Yeah, but I mean, but without you know like i i just don't think that you put someday with any other uh, support that was available or you know could have been on that team and they do the same i mean well, i just man, think just, it was like afro's leadership of the team and whenever he left like clg just sort of crumbled without it yeah yeah i just think it's weird to say that the only reason they made worlds yeah, yeah. and then say afro but back to clg yeah I, worlds, clg didn't didn't okay clg pretty big disappointment i think That's a lot of people expected them to be more but i don't know I think they just got left behind in a world of like improving teams. Hey, let's. I, let's think, wrap this I up. think that they they Fuck, they fucking put their chips in rain over who was a dud has been a dud for two plus years. Yeah. Yep. Called that one. Yeah. Hey. Uh, All right. Cheers, guys. I really appreciate the you know keep doing you. Yeah. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks for the call. Thanks for taking your time with us, man. Yeah. You thank too. You. Maybe maybe do a little less you. All right. Caller. 
three. What? I thought he was great. Most Marks of our was colors, offended they that come he... in. No, if, if we didn't, if Travis didn't put the boot down, decide what that conversation was going to be about, it would have been a disaster. Well, that's what I'm here for. Your brother Graf yeah. has resub for three months. Healthiest relationship I'm in right now, to be honest. Well, your boy Graf, I hope <laughs> your sub relationship gets uh, pushed down on that tier list. Edson12799, thank you for the Twitch Prime. Hey, chat. Let's throw some. It's the holidays. Let's throw some more Twitch primes. You know, I'm just. I'm sure some people got them. Let's fire them off. Uh, I appreciate it uh, for everyone who does call in and, and do that kind of stuff. Um, by the way, after the show's done, stick around because I'm going to be streaming a bounty. Uh, but I'm also going to be hanging out with you guys, and I've been drinking, so it's going to be good. Shmoly, thank you for the Twitch Prime. Mellow Jello 100, thank you for the 13 months in a row. That's crazy. Uh, Obladesk. Obladesk, is that how you say your name? Uh, hi, uh, Obladesk. Obladesk. Is that better? Yeah, great. Okay. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Santa Rosa, California. Santa Rosa. Cheers to that, buddy. Uh, are you drinking tonight? Um, no, very sober. Very sober. Okay. Well, at least that makes one of us. What are you talking about, or what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Um, all right, so yeah, I I love competitive league, um, but I am more of a filthy casual, um, and I like following the scene and the big action points in every game. Um, but I'm not as interested in super deep analysis. Um, and I think that as league viewership grows, there's going to be more and more people like me watching. So I really really loved the kind of hangout side stream um, that they did in NALCS this year, where they had players that were. Uh, watching games was one of the casters, and I think it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not sure if they if that was added on this year. The or... NALCS Lounge stream. Yeah, that's what it's called, the Lounge. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, um, I would love to see it expanded upon a lot more, uh, more than just one game per day of the broadcast. Um, and I think that this year it was not super curated in, in conversations. I feel like um, there are some games where there was just huge tangents where they weren't even really watching the game anymore. Um, in some games, the players were just kind of quietly sitting there and, and watching without a whole lot of discussion. Um, so I think that what would help with that a lot is um, just having more guests to bounce uh, between for conversation and add more guests that aren't players because... There's just there's so many aspects of league that I'm interested in besides the deep competitive analysis, and I think it would be really fun to have people from Riot and and from the league community hang out and watch games and chat about what they do and their perspective on the game. Um, so inviting people like Riot staff members and yeah, uh, mixing mixes gotcha. of people like like streamers, artists, designers, uh, so writers, broadcast production. So I want to uh, I want to I want to broaden this out. So first off, let's talk a little bit about the uh, lounge stream. I don't know, Mark. If Mark, did you ever get to see any of them, or are you just like you're busy so seeing the lounge? Them seeing yeah, yeah. Uh, we would we would often flip our audio because we have we have control of what's coming in our ears. Uh, yeah. So we would often flip our audio off casters to be the lounge stream and then watch the program feed. Um, so that way we could hear if they were talking about something interesting in the game. And if they were tangenting really hard, we'd flip back to the normal casters. But I listened to a fair amount of lounge streams. So the way I would couch this conversation is by saying, one, what did we think of the lounge streams? But also more broadly, what did we think of Riot's effort this year to kind of cater to a broader, more casual audience with things like All-Stars featuring Tyler 1 and bringing Tyler 1 on the, the Summer Split uh, finals desk and incorporating more influencers and I think just generally trying to do that stuff. 
Um, so I don't know. Let's start off first with the lounge stream. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed them. I thought it was super fun. And like they were kind of hit or miss depending on the guest. But I, li- I like the idea of a more casual stream setup for watching LCS. And uh, quite frankly, it's one thing that I think over in the, in the future they could they could sort of upsell. Like if you were to buy a package to the LCS, like a $5 monthly subscription or something, you can get access to like an alt stream. But Mark, I don't know what you thought. I think uh, to the caller's points, like I don't think adding more people is ever the right solution because, um, you know, like you're saying, a lot of pro, not a lot, some pro players suck at just being entertaining. And at the end of the day, it's an entertainment thing. And I know Riot kind of has had the opinion that it's an opportunity for pro players to get their voice out there, kind of who they are in a situation that's not just competitive league. So, you know, if they want to joke around, they could do it. Um, but some players just honestly aren't aren't good at that, and it, it sometimes led to a, a boring thing, like you're saying. I don't think the solution is add more people because then the quiet people who are already not entertaining just get talked over to the maximum, uh, and the, the the new funny guy that you added or the insightful guy, whatever it is, he'll just take over the broadcast. So like, more is not the solution; it's quality, not quantity. And so like to your point, I do think bringing in charismatic people from outside competitive league would be a good step in the right direction to making that a more interesting product. But I don't know how much that aligns with the initial goal somewhat of giving pro players the opportunity to showcase their personality. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it'd be really cool to add more influencers and stuff onto that stream. I think that'd be pretty neat. I also like the fact that they did the co-streaming thing for gauntlet. Uh, mm-hmm. Kelby, you never saw any of the lounge streams, right? I just saw the highlights that we get posted on Reddit and stuff. Yeah. They were pretty good. Um, I think uh, broadening out, Travis, to the point about influencers, I think that w- that really didn't come online too much until f- summer finals when they finally had that show match. And then they kind of continued to do it more throughout uh, Worlds and especially at All-Stars. I thought that was, you know, seemed to be pretty effective. Reddit enjoyed it. Who knows how much the casual fan enjoyed it? Yeah. I... I feel like people really did. I think All-Stars was kind of a hit this year in part because of the more influencer-centric stuff. Kelby, I'm going to kick this over to you. You work. You you now have, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, you're moving kind of from esports to more influencer streamer world. What mm-hmm. do you think of the idea of kind of blending these things more as we kind of saw at All-Stars and, and maybe as Riot's been thinking about as they've like built a league partner program and all that stuff? Like, Do you think that there's a world for moving... Uh, influencers more into this esports space, kind of mimicking what we've seen with Fortnite and all that. You know, I think it's a a good. I think it like it just pays dividends to both part of the community, right? Where for Riot, they're most interested in and concerned about growing the success and engagement and popularity of League of Legends, right? It, their esports league is supposed to be ostensibly some sort of you know marketing or engagement tool for the league of legends fan and especially the competitive league of legends fans so when you have the opportunity to one create paths for additional exposure and compensation for influencers who are supporting your game uh and and bring them to events and get them exposure to another audience as well they bring their audience and expose them uh to you know maybe some of the esports content that they hadn't been watching before you get to cross pop you know pollinate the different aspects of the the community because Obviously, there's you know there's a lot of a lot of fans like our caller who like are more casual players or like you know I've known over the course of time like you run into people who play league and they they don't know anything about esports and we're like so ingrained in it you're like what do you mean 
like you know i remember back in the day i'd be like what do you mean i run clg like you haven't heard of us and like no i just play league and i'm like that's well that's, that's what crazy. you say to them what do you mean i run clg so you never heard a double if you never heard of kelby may it's a it's a you know say ocean dramatic retelling not what i'm saying to them you know but like anyways um but yeah no so i think that it's uh yeah it's great i'm glad that they're making an effort now yeah i think uh i think as well on the point of kind of having separate channels to do this like i don't think a hard like much of the competitive audience would want to see the actual main LCS stream overrun with like today Tyler's on and tomorrow Pokey like every day yeah. you know but I think if you have lounge streams or specific yeah. events like in the future next time they do an April Fool's event there's no reason in my mind not to get these hilarious entertaining community figures in there even though it is supposed to be another chance for pro players to showcase their personality this is a bit of a tangent. I think pro players have enough of a fucking opportunity, and if they can't make the most of it, that's their problem. Like, I don't, I personally don't feel well, like Riot needs yeah, to go out of their way. So, like, yeah. I, I think Riot should be a little bit more self-interested and be like, what makes the best product for us versus, like, we're trying to help these guys out. It's like, you have a whole, co- like, every team has a content team that will make shit for you if you're funny. You have a stream. You have interviews. You have... When you're up there on stage, you have your riot features. If you can't make a fucking fan base for yourself with all of that, then you probably aren't entertaining. And I don't think they need more help. So or you or you just don't care about generating that. Yeah, yeah. or or yeah, or or the or the player just like is whatever to it, and then they're not trying to do that, you know. Yeah. If, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It might surprise people like what percentage of the pro player base has no interest in like becoming a star. Yeah, to be fair, I made it sound like all the pros are trying and coming up short. I would say the vast majority of them aren't trying. The one, the only uh, counter argument I would make to that, though, is like if you are a rookie player who is on Golden Guardians, the LCS broadcast is the only way that you're going to be able to like get out there to a pretty big audience, right? Hopefully, Golden Guardians like an optic, and all these guys build out their audiences over time, and everything's great. They make all this great content, but for the time being, like the LCS is your one point of access to everyone, and the like two minute Ovly post game interview is not that much. And like the features that they kind of air ra- randomly and tend to focus more on like the existing stars. Like I do kind of agree that um, trying to find as many ways to put people on there as, as possible is good. I do also like the, what is the post post game chat or post lobby or whatever it is like the, the all the stuff. That, no, the stuff they do at, after the broadcast. The oh show yeah. 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 What's it called? Um, Holy shit, my producer's going to kill me. It's okay. None uh, of us know. Because because you said post-game lobby, and now I'm thinking of the EU broadcast. Yeah. Uh, shit. I can't remember. Whatever. Anyway. NALCS I, tonight, but it's, it, is it NALCS tonight? It is NALCS tonight. It. Yeah, yeah. Did they rebrand it? I forget. I Whatever. Don't know. They're always rebranding everything. Um, but I think that that was... Uh, I think that's been pretty... That is pretty cool. Mark, somebody in chat earlier said they wanted to talk to you about Scion Speedway. And why you did so poor, <laughs> why you have the worst ranking in Silent Speedway. All right, so this is a, this is a funny story. They came up to me and they were like, "Yeah, we're trying to get everyone to do it. We just kind of need like names on the board, you know, kind of thing to like fill it out." And so I was like, "Okay, sure." I didn't try at all. Like a lot of people did practice runs. I did not do a practice run. A lot of people like mapped out the optimal builds. I just like copied one someone kind of said to me. Like I didn't really remember if I was doing it right. 
and I put no forethought into it and I just did it once without anything. And yeah, I did bad. And then like, instead of just being like, oh yeah, you're just up there for a little bit. They fucking like expanded the leaderboard at some point to make sure I was still on there so that people could see how bad I did. I was like, they're just trolling me. I was lied to and then I got trolled. Nice. Nice. Well, okay. Uh, anyway, I think that's probably a good uh, conversation around it. Blade, do you have any other thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I agree completely that the super casual stuff should be separated from the mainstream. Um, but I will say I've also been watching competitive StarCraft II, the GSL, for like eight years now. And what keeps me coming back to that is, isn't really like an attachment to any player or any team, but there's just really, really u- uh, unique and engaging personalities of casters on that stream. Um, tasteless and artosis and i've never really felt that way about any of the current league casters and obviously it's a much more small and casual production uh, but it would be nice if there was just like a little more spice and and licks in the bush and, and fun little tangents that aren't like analysis or play it's hard play. to compare anybody to tasteless and artosis to be fair i know i know uh, it's I like think- the mani and doa you know like they leave and we're just we're left with this big hole in our hearts I just yeah. I think that having really good analysis and really good hype gets you viewers, but having like really fun and unique and engaging caster personalities like Captain Flowers keeps you your viewers. And I wish those attributes were a little bit more prioritized on the main broadcast. The most fun I ever had watching esports was early seasons of GSL and Tasteless and Artosis and They're like yeah, so good. Oh yeah. my god, amazing. Agreed. Yeah, that's it. But thank you guys. Yeah. Hey, yeah, thank you so you. much for calling in. Yeah, no problem. Really appreciate it. All right. Uh, we've got one more caller to go. But yeah, I, people, I, we might have time for more than one. So I don't know if anybody wants to throw another subtopic or pub topic in. I mean, a lot of people are talking about the future. They're like, Golden Guardians won the offseason. I'm like, oh, that's not 2018. Or yeah, yeah. We're trying to talk about uh, 2018, everyone. So if you if you want to help us out. That if your topic's be... not that, I'm going to ban you from Discord. Thanks. That's uh that's aggressive. Okay. Let's take a look at the uh oh some more people stream um uh subbed. PND PN okay, I'm not gonna pronounce that. PND, thank you for the prime. My PS, miss you my PS. Thirteen months, thank you. Uh sexy apples with a prime. Corrigan Prime, thank you. Rainer TV, eleven months. Mr. Coming up on a year, by the way. Mr. Fanatic 7, thank you for the seven months. And The Law, thank you for the prime. Appreciate everybody throwing uh, bits, subs, all that stuff my way. Uh, do you want to mention, by the way, tomorrow we will be opening, uh, me and Broden are going to be opening anything that was sent to us uh, via the P.O. box I opened. To date, we've received one one letter in that P.O. box. So <laughs> when's, when's the last time you checked? Uh, it was a week ago. So I'm hoping more stuff showed up, but I was promoting it for a while before then. So I'm really worried that we're only going to have a letter to open, um, but, be a quick which, which will be like a pretty short, uneventful stream, uh, but might Probably be also going direct to social, maybe more of a Periscope than a Twitch. No, no, no. I said it's going to be a stream and it might also okay. be a YouTube video. Um, also, Immortal sent me a box, which I'm pretty sure are their new shoes. So we'll open those as well. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. So I, I at least have uh, those, but. Um, we'll keep checking the PO box. So if you guys want to send anything after that, but I, I was it was inspired by some of the other stuff. I I, I knew we were never getting offline TV stuff, but 
uh, getting a single letter, it's going to mean a lot to me when I open that letter. Have you not gotten one any person... offline, offline TV stuff? Or are what? you saying compared to what we get? What'd you say? Are you talking about not getting offline TV merch or compared to like what the offline Oh, no, TV no. What the, so I knew that we were never going to get offline yeah. TV levels of like random stuff sent to me. Um, I will admit, was hoping for something more than an envelope to open. But that, that envelope is going to be so much for me because that's like the person who, who cared the most who sent the one thing. Uh, it's pretty good. Somebody thinks it's a, just a letter for a bill, but it was personally addressed so to the PO box. So I hope it. The bill. This is the renewal notice for your PO box. Yeah. This is Anthrax. Yeah. Jesus. All right. XL one eight two SS. Welcome to the show. What do you want to talk about? First of all, congratulations on your single. Awesome. Thank you. I'm really excited um, about it. Can't wait to find out about what it is. I wanted to talk about uh, um, that I think the Academy system this year was really successful. And uh, sorry, Mark, I forgot to tell you this before, but um, I was wondering if you think it's time for us to start uh, believing in NA talent. Ooh. Ooh. Because personally... Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go, you go. Um, I think this year has probably shown us that... Um, a lot of times, pros players talk about how solo queue doesn't mean shit, or it's like solo queue's crap. I think we can kind of agree with that, but I also think that the challenger scene kind of ended up being the same thing, where it wasn't really that stable. And I don't think that's because the players were bad. I think it's just because you were playing essentially for your life. You had three months to make it work, and that can be pretty shitty and stressful for them. So they like Golden Blue is a perfect example of this, in my opinion, where he was scrim god, as everybody says. Then he gets on these teams and he doesn't perform. I think maybe the stress of knowing that if you don't make it, you're essentially jobless again was kind of affecting him. And then we get him on C9 Academy and he knows that he's there for at least a year and probably longer. In the beginning of it, he's incredibly strong, probably the best uh, mid laner there. And then he comes into the summer split with the you know benching and then him being able to show that he can play that. He didn't do amazing, but he still did well. But then he add in Jensen and give him a time to kind of like ease into it and get used to it, he ends up being, well, coming really close to being the scrim god that or gone stage god that he was in scrims. So we can kind of kind of see how that kind of waves it out. So maybe it is time that we can say that we are can believe in NA talent. And then overall, it is we saw it with like Licorice and then JJ, uh, DeMonte, and then there's a few others that I'm forgetting. So is it time and are you happy with Academy. Yeah. Uh, so I'll start by saying I agree. Uh, Academy is successful uh, and and better than ooh, Challenger in a lot of ways because Challenger was often like had a lot of veterans like boosting teams as best they could and stuff like that and wasn't really about talent growth despite like that's what it was supposed to be. Then um, the teams that made up through Challenger outside Cloud9 just sucked for the most part. So I, I do think Academy is a better system. On the topic of do I believe in NA talent, that one, eh, I think it'll kind of be a situation that you see when you talk about draft classes in basketball, where like some years you're excited and some years you're not. And I think last year was a bit of an aberration because a lot of the guys that came up somewhat through Academy or were like new NA talent were, were somewhat identified for a while, like 
we always talk about this, Zazel, Deftly, and Licorice, all of whom were, were good rookies, were people that people those have been all, watching. Yeah, they, they knew. They're also like, E-United. Yeah, they were all in E-United, and they were, they were good. And like everyone's excited to see them if you followed the NA scene closely. And that's like part of it. Um, you know, Blabber... I don't think people were expecting, but he worked out really well. JJ, if you followed, you know, was someone that you could kind of see coming a little bit. He had, he was good on, um, holy shit, yeah, University of Toronto with some of those other guys, Arian and uh, No. And then I, I had talked to him a fair amount actually because he had done some some broadcast work for us as like an analyst or whatever. And, and just talking with him, I could tell he was smart. So it was no surprise to see him doing decently. And like I think a lot of these people you could kind of see coming uh and then they all kind of you know blossomed on the same year and it was one of these maybe potentially aberration years if this continues to happen like then i'll start buying in but like there were not that many actual surprises in terms of like young talent that broke out uh, and this year is a year where i don't see people i'm excited about where i'm like oh shit this is the year that these guys come out and they're finally able to play you know like scouting grounds this year was the first time that there wasn't a 17 year old there and like the only young new guy that you're excited about is potentially fake god who's on 100 thieves academy i believe but other than that everyone else is like kind of known so i'm not sure i'm ready to buy into na talent just yet until we see you know like maybe just next year like at least two years of, of repeated academy to lcs growth type stuff I just like that Whoa. your example for Wait, believing in mute on Skype. Shit, I did. My bad, my bad. Kids a mess. My bad. Uh, I just like that your example for believing in NA talent is uh, somebody who's no longer a starter in the NALCS. Um, and how many games did Golden Glue play at Worlds? Goose egg. So I mean, I mean like he couldn't, if he couldn't play at Worlds because they, yeah, they he picked wasn't, a different part of the right roster. Right, right. right. So, so he wasn't good enough to have be a to be a to be a starter on the roster. He's so, saying like Blabber was was a bit higher valued. He's so, also going up against Jensen. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying your example is like the best example that you come come up with for somebody from last year is somebody who wasn't good enough to compete on their own team starting roster at Worlds and is no longer a starter in NALCS. My example of using so that the ability of the league will help bring out what's best in American players. Not necessarily that they're ready to be starters, but it's going to bring out what's best in the potential in those players. So believing in NA talent means that NA talent will achieve the best that they can in NA, even if it's not a starting position? Um, oh, see, I, yeah, see what you're getting at, but maybe if the team size was, or the team counts were 14 instead of 10, maybe we'd see a little bit more. Yeah, but well, I mean, I, in... th I, I also think right now with how teams are bringing in people from outside of the region to play mid, maybe Golden Blues are a bad example. Maybe Blabber. Sure. Or even then, we still brought in Demonte. Or Licorice, which also is top lane, and well, actually he wasn't from Academy. Who was the guy that was from Academy who went to top lane? I can't remember his name right now. Uh, I'm just... Dokla? Yeah, and he's American talent who is going into top lane, which is also a very heavily farmed position from outside of the region. Sure. I, I'm just saying that when, personally, when somebody says to me, believing in any talent 
that has to me the connotation of us sort of reclaiming the region as it were as far as uh, the percentage of the professional players that are starting representing the teams whereas like na compared to other regions is like really really heavy import friendly because we suck at the video game which is fine because we have a lot of money and that 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 helps make up for our suckiness and i'm a big fan of importing eu talent i've been a big advocate of it for a long time i really appreciate the farm system, which unfortunately now apparently has money and is able to, you know, retain like caps and stuff. Where in the past, uh, you know, we could have looked forward to that guy starting for TL, but here we are, just shuffling around NA talent now. I get Jensen's now, you know, NA talent. So, yeah, I I mean, if you think if your definition of like NA talent realizing its potential is like us performing to like having some starting roles and like being backups then yeah we can do it for sure i just don't know that our player base ever i don't know we ever produce another double lift you know that's yeah. a really good question like will we ever have another standout player that is challenging on the world stage like do, does licorice count sneaky no he's saying like someone new sneaky's been around yeah 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 Sneaky's been around well, since season two. He's said another double lift. Double lift is older, been a long longer than. Yeah, but somebody to their caliber, right? In, in an eight-year career of, of an L, excuse me, eight-year scene that is League of Legends, Sneaky's been around for six of them. He's not exactly That's true. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I, I mean, think lic licorice. licorice. Is one, there's one answer, licorice. And even yeah, then, think, he kind of got rolled over by some of the best talent. I think even, we can see it with Zazel too. Sure. Yeah, maybe. Even, here, here's the thing, though, is that like if we're believing in NA talent, we're believing in us to probably even produce more than just like one or two. It's like a consistent production of this quality of player, right? Yeah, like like what happens in Europe. Like every year, yeah. there's a there's a new fucking EU mid. Who's yeah, like, yeah. Well, you see where this guy came from, Jizuke. What a right. beast, you know? Yeah. Like, Korea and China and everybody, every every other major region. So maybe we're just on the major hitting positions. Maybe not like hit or. I mean, I think it might be a good role for that. You're kind of cutting in and out, XL. Oh, sorry. Is that better? Yeah, yeah. I think maybe mid isn't the position we should look at. Maybe, like, support. Because if you go there, we're going... Let's go Chowster to Aframu. Aframu to Smoothie. Smoothie to Zazel. I love that you put Chowster in there. Yeah, that's a fucking meme right there. <laughs> dude, Chowster is watching this right now and being like, I can fucking do it all, dude. I'm also trying player. To, I, I hope Chowster's not watching this because then he strikes me as like that fucking old guy at a bar. Like, you ready to talk? About, uh, let, me, let me tell you a story or two. And it's like he hasn't moved on. I let hope me show you some on. clips of some Sona ults. You know, I'm also, also trying to pull it. I, I, I'm trying to pull up Kelby's heartstrings with the ults. Yeah. yeah, no, I appreciate that. No, well, I don't I, think... Even to that point, like, if he wants to say supports, it's still like a stretch. Like, who's better realistically than Afromu? I would, Whereas from that era, you had in Europe, Expeke, Froggen, and uh, there's one other big one that I'm forgetting. They're the big three, uh, Alex Ish, and they have been replaced numerous times by numerous e European talents. Whereas like we've had Afro uh, and, and Expecial, maybe Expecial is the one like maybe dropped off. But like we're not constantly throwing new guys out there who are taking the, the crown of best player in the region or even best player in their role. How many other regions are trying to take any players and import them? to their region 
How many people are like, God damn, I got to get that fucking NA player. He's so good, well, dude. I mean, none, especially if people in our region are saying, our, yeah, no one's going to take us serious. I mean, I, I, at that point, I think we're kind of cannibalizing ourselves by saying NA sucks. We're never going to do good in the world. And everybody who comes out of here is not double lift. So you're kind of telling everybody else in the world that not only do we think you suck, we suck, but you shouldn't be prepared either. I mean, yeah, no, that's exactly. I mean, it's just a weird way to argue it. Like no one's saying like, no one takes those positions. They just take the best players they think they find. They don't care what message it sends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's it's such a weird way to think about it. Well, there actually that's not true. There is one team who took a different stance last year. They're Golden <laughs> Guardians, and they got last place twice in both <laughs> Academy and LCS. Yeah, good yeah. point, Kelby. <laughs> I have a whole different uh, opinion. Golden Guardians. Oh, yeah. Hey, Excel, thank you I so much. Do you Hunter. have any final thoughts on the on on the, the end of the call? Uh, I'm just I'm just really hoping that the academy system does breed better talent. I think it's really early to ask a question, but I was really curious just because after it being the first year, I feel it was kind of successful. So I was curious to see if people are. I remember it felt like before people were shitting on the academy system, and it seems like we kind of got away from that. But I'm was curious to see if you guys were sold on it completely. It just seems like we're kind of all in the middle. Like, it could happen, but we don't really think it happening. I mean, it's I good don't... that it's... Yeah, I think you're right in saying that we're all in the kind of the middle. Because I think it's good that it's there. I don't expect it to do crazy things. I think it's really bad if it wouldn't be here. But, like, it's definitely not killing it, you know? Here's the thing. It's like, even if you have the best chef in the world, if you give them terrible ingredients, they can only make food that's so good. Yeah, but I'm also hoping that that the academy becoming becoming stable will help fix the fact that maybe people are taking solo queue as serious. I think that the nervous thing, though, is that Scouting Grounds did not have this year any younger talent in it. It had a lot of, like, familiar faces. And so that's the thing is it doesn't seem like the, the ecosystem is generating new talent. All the kids are playing Fortnite, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that sorry, I interrupted you, Excel. Oh no, I mean, that's fine. I'll say, I, I mean, I kind of agree. I do think that we're kind of wavy as U.S. gamers. Like we tend to go to what's the hottest trend, and then you get the, the diehards. I think this that the diehards that are good at this game are either already in academy or the players. Yeah, and then the younger generation is like, this game's hot and. You know, they're putting a lot of money into it, so they're all just kind of going. Yeah. Hey, Excel, thank you so they, much for your call. Oh, sorry, Kelby, what? I was just going to say, I think that the U.S. as an install base as well, gaming in general, is a much higher... Uh, um, console. Yeah, console rate, which is why in console esports, the fucking U.S. destroys everybody else. We're, we're the Korea of console esports. Uh, a lot of people are going to probably shit on that, but it's it's true and, Dear and God. real. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, like, when... You know, like the new Call of Duty comes out when something like Fortnite or whatever that's really popular on console comes along. Like, yeah, we don't have as as much of our player base that's like as dedicated to strictly PC stuff. So, hey, thanks, yeah, Excel, for the call. Thank you. Yeah, have a good one. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. All right. Merry one, Christmas. One final caller. No one going anywhere more? because I will be giving out uh, some subs and stuff after. Did I pull this guy? Did you pull this guy? Who the fuck is this? I don't think I pulled this guy. I pulled right, him. Let's... I pulled him. You don't have the power to do that, do you? 
Oh shit! You, do. you had to have pulled him. I don't remember. Okay. Good luck. I already okay. said I did. Beyond I Salvation, thank you for three months. This is A. Kelby is back and Raging Pianist. Four months in a row. Ao, the reset sucked, Whoa. but we are back at four months. Yeah. We'll we'll fly we'll fly through this one. Super Swamp, quick call here. Swamp Monker, what's up? Monkey is French. <laughs> <laughs> You're the last caller of 2018. You're gonna do this shit to me. Well, let's let's round it out. Owner of the year 2018. Nobody's gonna debate me on this. I guarantee it. What do you? Although, okay. What do you? What do you? Where are you calling from? First off, come on. There's a pattern uh, to this show. Uh, I'm not mentioning where I'm calling from. There's doxers out there. Just a general area. <laughs> North America. Doxers. Fucking swamp. Do you give us a state or a country? <laughs> what DNS do you, do you have? Who is this person? Dude, North I America. like, I'm a big, wait, he's, he's clearly from French Canada because he's, you know, he's got a French. He's from Louisiana. From... Okay, what do you want to talk about? It's owner of the year. C9 Jack. Let's go. Let's go. Who can even debate me on this? Nobody. I've got, I got uh, 10 reasons, though. Let's I'll, go. Oh, I got, I got wait, one can we one. hear the 10 reasons? Sure, we can go ten reasons first. Let's hear let's hear Mark's one reason first. He's gonna be struggling for it. Uh really? It's simple. He hasn't been on a hotline league as much as Steve has and hasn't uh memed as much as Hotline League. So Steve is my runner up. Okay. And I'm assuming he's yours too. He's number one. He's been on Hotline League more. No, well that's well I got give the ten give the ten reasons. Longevity, number one. He's been around forever. C nine Jack. I mean, Steve's been around longer, but continue. Steve's been around longer. Keep going. So but, we got we got two to zero but right now. Listen, We're keeping the I'm going to debate on my point. Is okay, that okay, fair? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, those are my, my bad. My bad. Continue. You've got so, ten, you've got ten but, goddamn listen, points. You can't debate on listen, all these. Jesus. I'm not going to because I only have eight. I was lying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Keep going. Keep it going. All right. So number one, longevity. Yes, Steve has been around longer, but that's Liquid 112 back then. He wasn't known as Steve. Jack has always been Jack. Oh, I think we're I at 1-1. One, one. Okay, continue. Wholesome. You look at Jack's face, he's wholesome. He, he's you look like at him, rugged like a cowboy. But he's like bearded. He's not like, just looking at him. He just looks depending like Depending on nice what guy. he's wearing, Jack could look homeless. I Are you saying he's met... the most wholesome looking team owner or in comparison to Steve? Uh, he's wholesome. He's looking, but he's also, if you've ever talked to him, I've talked to Jack. I've been in his DMs. This is how <laughs> I know as well. He's just a nice guy, okay? He has a good vibe to him. All right, I'll give you another point. You're up two to one. Yes. <laughs> He's just Kelby so Our viewership is tanking uh, right now, by the way. Thanks. Thanks. But also, dude, are you serious? This, this is the best caller. Continue. Do I even have to? Do I even have to continue? Because I don't think Marks has a second. You said point you have six Steve. more. Go. Hurry. Dude, what? Okay. I would take Rick Fox over your right. other point. I'll be, I'll, I agree with All right, I'll point. trim him down. I'll trim I'm, him. You're at zero. You have convinced me of zero things. Oh my goodness, Marks, you're just a, you're just you're a thorn six in the more. Sky. Come on. All right, Make so he's point. good with he's good. Give me your money. best point. He's okay. Well, let's let me scroll through. He's loyal. I even have a quote for this one. I even have a quote. He yeah, he's really a loyal to contracts, players. right? Super, oh. super loyal to contracts, right there. Did you see how what contracts about was playing? He wasn't loyal to his contract. What about Jensen? Smoothie, smoothie, smoothie was you know, super, super loyal to him. What about okay, Lemon? Well, what about Balls? Okay, well, yeah, I don't what know about, about those. I can't he speak a bunch scenes. of his players. Like, he was the least loyal to his continue, players in the continue. middle of the year. I have a quote, though. Can you even hear my quote? Yeah. Sure, yeah. I'm he super says, excited for the quote. Okay, well, this is from a Forbes article, okay? So it says, at our heart, 
we really were a family business. Oh shit, that says were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we got right, we're at two to two. Point, two point to two. Four. Next point. Point four. Right. Point four. Next he's not afraid of new ventures. He just spent fifty million on Overwatch. He didn't spend fifty million. It was something he like got, that. He raised a round of fifty million. Oh, yeah, he spent other people's raised. money on Overwatch. Oh well, well that's even more of a baller. You didn't even I have mean, to go out of pocket. Do you know how much? <laughs> Do you know yes, how much money Axiomatic? That's three. That's three. That is definitely wait, three. Wait, Kelby, do you know how much Axiomatic raised? For, for they didn't raise fifty. For, do you know what they raised? I don't think. Well, I I don't know what they raised. Can, three. Isn't isn't TL a bigger organization in in, in the esports world? Is who's bigger than TL? No, no. C nine is the biggest. I think C nine has raised the most. Certainly. If no, I, I C nine doesn't have a Dota team. You've Is never it? met you've never met TL Shroud. No. You got T, you got like four points. points. You got four okay, points. Shroud less listen, nine. He doesn't listen, he's not actually here's my well he's formerly still on the brand. He's not on the brand anymore. No, he's he still averaged, on the brand. He averaged, he averaged three K viewers when he was part of the brand. Yeah, he that's only got true. big when he left. All right, I'll take the right, L. Let's keep going though. I'll take the L. Okay, never mind. Thanks, Kelby. Kelby's very viewer-friendly. All right. He's only up one point. Jack's humble. Have you ever seen him glow? Jack is humble? Jack is humble. Follow Jack on Twitter. Oh, that is is not accurate. Jack is not humble. We're going 3-3. He cannot be unhumble in retweets. I don't see him posting any of the words. He's just retweeting. At least Jack has a lot of original. Anyways, we're going oh, three. Jack three. is not, not humble. That's a that's a fail. Okay. All right. Well, uh, he's a winner. Okay. I'll give you that. Yeah. That's that's true. Although he yeah, didn't he, ring win spring or LCS summer. He has won zero LCS championships since spring 2014. But oh, yeah, yeah, he's a winner. I mean, for sure, still, dude. Hey, at least you didn't have to say ever, right? Yeah, also their team. Yeah. They won the they won the CSGO major this year. Yep. They won a bunch of. Shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm and kidding. he's also an owner. He's not just a League of Legends focused person, right? He's he's managing a brand here, guys. OK, but so many of these well, apply, apply to everybody like owner multiple too. team owners. Yeah, but yikes. you cannot. Yeah, we are tied four to four, sir. Where did get where did you get all these points from? I've been what you just said. He was an owner, and we have like every other person in the, in the league is an owner, pretty much. So, I mean, he's he's got a lot on the go. Is my point? I'm not saying that okay, he's exclusively. Wait, how many? How many are All we right. at eight? We've got eight. We need a tiebreaker. He. Um, this is the final point. Whichever way it goes, whether or not you're right or wrong. Well, let's see here. He's he's got big shoulders. All right. That Font means he monker. can arm wrestle any monkey. <laughs> if, i i would say for this year i would i would tie it between jack and and steve but let's come on you guys are just you guys are pandering to the audience here you know it's jack i saw the whole chat lighten up oh if it's not jack he's trolling if it's not jack he's trolling well i'm not trolling it's jack <laughs> Dude, this is definitely my favorite single favorite caller of 2018. I, I, the I, last one. I mean, here's the thing: is like this is. I, by the way, this is Jack with a voice changer. I'm pretty sure. That's why he like won't tell Jack us where he's from. Jack, where he's Jack called drinking, from. No comment. Jack, no comment Jack on that. Was no comment. The entire show, and then just put a voice changer on. Yeah, yeah. No comment. Listen, listen. Here's the thing: I'll agree with like Jack probably being owner of the year, but like your points are fucking terrible, dude. 
Well, that's right. I the, said I had ten, and I only had eight. You can't expect to be. I mean, I I, I mean, think Steve eight, had you made like one legitimate point. I think Steve had a better I year, though. I only needed one. Steve had a better year. Yeah, because he in came on hotline league. I'll I'll agree with no, that. No, no, no. He was he was fourth he place. Two, you know, as a joke, and then he he beat everybody out. Remember that summer I, finals, like TL stomped on C nine. For me, owner of the year is Matt Snake Shot. Yeah, that, that that's my that's he, my third. He had the I think the hardest road between Jack and Steve uh, coming in and having to to build that thing and doing have... the job that he did. Obviously, they had missteps. Yeah, he had. A but have you seen that? I mean, there was like an that inquisition that took place on this show with Nate Shot. Like he dealt with the backlash, though he did. You got to give. He him owned it. That. He yeah, owned he, it. Did he? Uh, yeah. Well, well, I mean, by the way, Ventus official says Jack had a better year overall if you include things outside of League One hundred percent. Yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah, that's yeah. no contest. Okay. Yeah. No nobody contest. nobody's saying that. But this yeah. is we don't we aren't allowed to talk about other esports on this show, Travis. I know. I all actually, the time I actually couldn't name another a e-sport. single goddamn time that I named Dota. You just <laughs> over there. Well, Kelby, Kelby's mic is cutting out. I don't know what I happened. I think he rage quit, actually. It's really weird. I don't oh, know. Oh, my show now, boys. I don't know why. Oh, I. Nine, Jack. Oh, he's back. I did give Nine, you added privileges on the server, didn't I? That was a mistake. All right. Great call. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank, thanks, Swamp, Swamp Monker, for being like Monkey. the first at the end of the. <laughs> he left. Dude, that guy was fucking great. I don't know. I honestly, if, if viewership was actually plummeting when that happened, then I have no faith in the audience of this show. It, it dropped a little bit. It's fine. And the other thing I'll say is like, I enjoy arguing with people and like belittling other people's opinions. So like, I hope no one thinks I'm actually like salty. I just think it's funny to like disagree. And it's point. Nobody could have good. taken that seriously. Right. Yeah. Like so we were I all clearly not. just joking. Yeah. <sighs> Um, maybe Travis wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> Travis is not happy. All right, it's the end of our final show of the year. Mark, Goodbye. what do you want to say to close out the year? Nothing. Go, go. Have a great Christmas or holiday, whatever you celebrate. You know, have a good, have a good, good life. Kelby, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. I had a lot of fun with you guys this year. Uh, it was it's it's been it's been a good time. I really I really appreciated it. Um, and I and I would just give one shout out, if I may. Oh uh, boy, here we go. I know this is that that would be. Um, I'd really just like to say thank you to the chain smokers. Uh, for everything that they did uh, from from early on in their remix days of 2012 all the way up until you know, like mid-2016, they produced some of the best Big Room House I've ever heard, and they are super fantastic. If you haven't listened to them, which I don't know how you wouldn't have, living under a rock at this point, you should go check out some of their old stuff. They make pop music now. That's fine. It's their artistic right to change the direction and the style of music they make. I don't personally agree with it, but if that's what they're inspired to do, that's fine. But the Chainsmokers, 
are super fantastic. I got to hang out with Rory Kramer, their videographer in LA. When was uh, that? For a day, like a like a like a week or two ago. Did and you bring up? Did you bring this up? Bring what up? This the spiel that you do at the end no, of the show. No, I was trying to play it super cool because. Uh, like, come on, dude! You can't. Uh. Dude, so so like I, it's a it's a personal goal of mine to meet these guys one day, right? Obviously, that would be huge for me, and I'm the kind of guy where like I I for all like the celebrities and stuff that I've met, I never ask anybody for photos. But if I met the Chainsmokers, you better goddamn believe that I would ask for a photo and I would have accomplished like you know the biggest checklist in my life, and then I would ask them to unblock me on Twitter. Okay, so so here's the thing, everyone. Here's the thing. I think that us, I don't know if you guys know this, this is a true story. Kelby, Kelby has appeared on all these episodes for free. He's refused payment. I think it's time for us as Hotline League to help Kelby out. We're going to do him a Christmas favor, okay? So I'm spamming in chat right now the tweet that I would love everyone to to make. It reads, also- hey, at the Chainsmokers, did you know at Kelby May is a huge fan of yours? He accidentally got himself blocked by you a while ago. Could you unblock him in the spirit of the holidays? If you guys can do me a favor and you can go tweet that, um, I'm sure that like we can get him unblocked. And then it's going to be. It. You can also retweet me if you're lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, if you retweet Mark, it's less. We need to, we need to get them himself. We need to get him on the board. All right. So if, if everyone, I knew you guys are spamming it in Twitch chat. I, Hey, listen, I know we're all a little drunk. Just to be clear, that's not going to do jack shit, you dummies. We need you to tweet it, all right? You need to tweet it, not put it in Twitch chat. That's not how this works. Okay. So we they need to see that there's like a movement happening, a, a hotline league movement. Um, I I'm gonna be honest, guys. Part of the reason I want you to do this is because there is a decent chance that Kelby will meet them next year, and I'm hoping that this Twitter movement. Please well, God, they'll remember him because of this, and that you know they'll know that he got blocked and then unblocked. So, can anyway. someone also make a supercut of every time Kelby has tried to plug the Chainsmokers so he can like show them, like, like a two-minute YouTube video of every time he says shout out to the Chainsmokers? Yeah, that would be great. I feel I feel like my shout outs have gotten worse over time. I need to go back and look at some of the footage and recapture some of that magic, you know. Yeah, I think it also might just be the, you know, you've done it so many times now, it's becoming work. It's not work, it's just, you know, like... They want to know why you got blocked, Kelby. He flamed him. I did, all right. I've heard this story, all right? Can I leave, Travis, for this story? I've heard this. No, 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 come on. I'm going to leave. No, no, please please don't leave, because then it messes up the whole overlay. I want you guys... can 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 I mute myself and walk out of the door? Sure. Okay. Goodbye. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Oh, he can't hear us. Okay. I want you guys to know, and Travis will attest to this, I have been hard promoting the chain smokers on social and to my friends and blah blah all this stuff since way before they blew up. I was an early on chain smokers fan. Road ride or die super hard when they released the song that they eventually got super known for closer, right when it came out, I said, and I have a tweet to prove it, this is going to be the first time you hear Chainsmokers on the radio. This is going to be the song that makes them huge. And it made them huge. It's over 2 billion views on YouTube. Um, So I I promoted them super hard for a long time. And then 
they've made EDM music this entire time period. They released an album that isn't a pop album. It's not EDM music. It's pop music, which is fine. Like I said, artistically, I believe they have the right to change what they do. But I was, as a longtime fan of theirs and a ride or die supporter and just a big EDM fan, super disappointed that they released an album that was all pop music. So I made a tweet which said, uh, the Chainsmokers' new album is full pop. Well, it was a good run. GG. Which in itself is not that inflammatory. I saw people the day that that album got released tweet a lot of their things. But the thing that probably got me blocked is that I changed my Twitter banner to be the Chainsmokers logo, and then it said RIP in big letters and had the date that they released their first single and then the date that they released their album as their timeline. And I'm guessing that somebody probably saw the Twitter banner. And that was a little incendiary. I admit, I was, I was hurt while respecting their decisions. I've since changed it. I have the, tw I have the Chainsmokers as my Twitter banner now. <laughs> is it is it the non oh no it's yeah you have changed no it's just album art when did you change it i've changed i changed it well i mean i had other things yeah. in different periods of time but i've i've changed it to this a while ago i've been to see the chain you are trying hard your pinned tweet is top 10 top nine chain smoker songs remixes of all time dude i'm juicy. your most recent tweet is about the chain smokers you are oh. trying very hard I've hard like I said, you know this. Yeah, yeah. I hard just... promote the chain smokers for a long time. I've I've flown to see the chain smokers across country. Uh, I've seen them live. Well, I've I've flown across country to see them multiple times. I've seen them live at least eight times. I own a, a run of thirty edition jacket that they did, where they only made thirty of them, and I was like one of the first people, so I got one. I spent way too much money on it, but you know it's cool. I'm super hard Chainsmokers fan. But yeah, fucking block, dude. Have you ever have you ever dated a girl or guy? Had a deep, passionate, intense relationship. You say one stupid thing because they did something and then they just ghost you. They never speak to you again and you were in love together. A lot of people saying they've guys... never dated anyone. Yikes, dude. Well. <laughs> All right. I want to thank Kelby, Mark, everyone for being here. Mark, my constant co-host who would never abandon me. Uh, you know, he's just, he's done so much for me over the years. And uh, I just want to say, Mark, if you're hearing this, you're getting a raise, you know, for doing the show. Uh, hit me up about it later and we'll go through it. Kelby, thanks for coming on. Thank you to uh, Alienware for their support of the show. Uh, don't leave. I want to be streaming something. There's a giveaway if you're watching live. If not, go check out dale.com slash Travis in the, the thing in the, in the YouTube description. There's also a P.O. Box down there. You're, you're, nobody stays to this end part of the show, so it's fine. Thanks, everyone, for watching. This has been Hotline League, episode 59.